Welcome, my chingus, to episode 122 of This Week in K-Pop. In this episode, we will talk about 10 centimeters in Chen, Astro, Block B, Day 6, DPR Live, EXID, EXO, GOT7, G-Urban, Nick and Sammy, PH1, Playback, 17, Soul, Stray Kids, and Twice. My name is Steven. With me is my normal co-host, Josh. Hello. This week in K-pop is a discussion podcast that covers the last two weeks, or in this case, two months of K-pop music video releases. And we start each episode with our favorite songs of the last two weeks. And then we conclude with our big names, no game section, where we talk about our disappointments of the episode. Although this one will be kind of a special one. It's going to be a little bit different because we are finally back in America, Josh. Yes, we are. And we're actually recording this separately. For the first time ever. I don't know about ever, maybe the podcast, but... Yeah, we've. I think we did a reaction or two via uh, video chat before, but... Well, we used to do those things. Yeah, we, I mean, we used to. You know, we, we could still do it, but they know all about that. But yeah, so right now, we, we are starting, ostensibly, we are starting the next chapter of the podcast... Um, things are a little bit different, right? I can't look into your beautiful eyes. I can't feel creeped out by you looking into my beautiful eyes. Yeah, I can't touch you, you know, at any moment. Not like you ever did. Uh, oh, I wanted to, Josh. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. Um, it's, it's become oddly sexual. It's the distance. It's the distance that's made us. <laughs> yeah, distance makes the heart grow fonder, you know? Uh, much like the Japan episode, you know, we're a little bit rusty. It's been a good long time. And uh, we want to thank, of course, all the fans. That, there were actually a couple of people that would that would message me on Twitter or stuff or email even or even leave YouTube comments that were like, where are you, where are you guys? Where have you guys been? Um, and uh, we've, we've been on vacation, a.k.a. trying to get used to being living back home again. Extended hiatus. Yes. Um, and even though we did uh, try and warn you guys as much as possible, um, we are. I'm very, very sorry it took so long to get back up and running. But we are here, and a whole lot of K-pop has happened since we uh, left Korea. Yeah, two months worth of K-pop. Yeah. And uh, so th- there's actually a lot of news that happened, a lot of breakups and, and other news. But we're not going to talk really about any news this episode. We're going to save all that news for the after show, which should come next week. Uh, we're just going to talk about songs and good googly moogly. There were a lot of songs in the last two months. Yeah, and I was I was kind of afraid about what it would be like because there were a few pretty big names that kind of had comebacks while we were gone, but a lot of a lot of people that we were not really looking forward to their songs, and surprisingly, um, most of them were pretty listenable, uh, and I think we have a few that we actually like a lot. So yeah, I think uh, we were talking about this before, but uh, you know. Josh and I, we, we kind of sw- uh, diverge sometimes and converge sometimes in our tastes and our likes. Um, but I think we're all kind of on a divergent path again because I actually really enjoyed a lot of songs, like 20 songs. Um, I, didn't, I didn't love a lot of songs, but I did like a lot more songs than I think Josh did in the last mm. two weeks. 
Uh, but we'll talk about those in a bit. But we're going to start with my best song of the last two months. And, you know, there are a lot of spicy picks that I could have picked. Oh, so spicy. Like, you just would never have guessed I would have liked those songs. But my favorite song is not one of those. My favorite song is Right on the Nose, Easy Peasy. My favorite song is By Twice with their new song, Likey. twice they came back josh yeah they're back uh and they're back with a song produced by black eyed pilsung the god himself he took a little break you know knock knock signal those are not black eyed pilsung and longtime listeners know how much we did not like knock knock and how we kind of think signals like okay we actually forgot the name of that song (laughs) signal yeah just because it was so so blech. Yeah. So I was was very excited to to see the return of Black Eyed Pilsung. And for me, like, while this is not, it doesn't reach the highs as, like, for example, TT does uh, for me, I still think this is a really good song. And, and it's been a good long while uh, that I be- really liked a girl group song as much as I like this song. Mm-hmm. And, and I definitely think I like this song a lot more than than you, Josh. But I think so too. I think that's a fair assumption. Like I liked it the first time I heard it, and I didn't love it the first time I heard it, but I definitely liked it. And it's only gotten uh, more every time I hear it since then. Hmm. Like I think this is going to end up to be a song that I'm going to be listening to and enjoying. You know, two years down for the line. Like I ain't knock oh, knock really? a signal are going to disappear forever, probably. Um, from from my playlist and cheer up actually I think may also disappear I I'd never listen to cheer up anymore so you would say uh, this you like the song more than cheer up definitely more than cheer up for sure oh wow like cheer up kind of there's this like curve for cheer up which was like I started out not really liking it it it, it got greater as I listened to it more and then it plateaued a little bit and then it kind of just went downhill from there like I really mm. don't think cheer up lasted the quote-unquote k-pop test of time which is not that much time 
But in yeah. the K-pop world with so many releases, um, I don't think it lasts. Now, this song also might not last, you know, you know, hopefully we're doing this podcast in, in a year and, and we can check up on that. Yeah. But like this song is everything that I love about uh, Black Eyed Pills song plus a little bit more. Like he's so good, or I should say they, the producing team, they're so good at masking sing talking, right? That's something we Lackluster say. Lackluster vocals. Yeah. We, we say that that's their strength and they do it v- incredibly well. Like uh, we hear a lot of girl group songs and it's a much harder task, I think, than people give people like Black Eyed Pills song or even like brave sound at his peak uh, credit for yeah definitely and, and he they mask it by adding in very catchy little like moments right the, this song is all about moments and i think the song has a lot of tiny moments that latch you in and, and i can hear the fan chants and i can hear the students repeating certain lines you know and, and, and you wrap that package in this backing track that uh i can't I don't want to overstate how important this is, but I find it very important. It's one of the most important things to me, which is if I can listen to just the backing track and be intrigued, like that's a coup in itself, especially in K-pop. Yeah, I think that's very important for just a lot of songs, especially uh, now in kind of just uh, pop music, not even K-pop, but you really need a, a backing track that kind of can hold its own, that it's catchy on its own without any lyric kind of cleverness or like catchiness along with it and i do even though i don't like this song as much as you steven i'm like 100 percent like in agreement that this backing track is pretty good yeah there are like two parts to it that i really like that really kind of grab me in and those are the two best parts of the song which is during the verse there's this kind of like ascending sith piano loop or track thing that's going on that really helps bump up the the hype you know, bump up the excitement level of what's ostensibly just sing talking, right? Right. And then the chorus, of course, you know, the likey part, like there's this entire just daft punkness <laughs> to it, you know? Yeah, specifically daft punks get lucky. Right? Yeah, I'm sure I'm not the first one to mention that, but holy fucking shit, it sounds like daft punks get lucky. And that's a good thing. It's also kind of a bad thing in the sense that. You know, when we were talking about that uh, IOI song, we were like, is What A Man good because the original What A Man is good or because this song is good? I want to say What A Man, a huge part of it was the original song was really catchy. But this song, I think it it kind of does sound like Daft Punk's Get Lucky, but it's not necessarily Daft Punk's Get Lucky, um, if that makes any sense. I think it kind of has its own flavor and kind of own, you know its own lane that i think it's different enough that it should warrant some kind of like yeah good job good job black eyed pilsung you know i th- actually think it's kind of weird because i like the song more and yet i think it's it's a pretty <laughs> i think it's more similar to get lucky than you do which is kind of weird uh, that that's for sure because when i first heard it something in my mind was like oh yeah this is something about this is familiar and then you and i were talking about it a few days later um i can't remember when we listened to it but you were saying, oh, yeah, go listen to the to the dance portion again and tell me you don't hear Daft Punk's Get Lucky. And so I went and I listened to like only that snippet, that dance part, like just like four or five times in a row. And I was just like, oh, Steven kind of does have a point. It does kind of sound like Daft Punk's Get Lucky. And then the more I listened to it and the more I listened to it, I was like, I just can't get Daft Punk's Get Lucky out of my head while I listen to the song now. Yeah, whenever that dance break pops up, I'm 
in my head, of course, picturing Momo dancing, but I'm also singing in my head, we're all up all night to get lucky. Like, I just can't yeah. divorce those two, uh, right. but, but I still love it. And, and speaking of, of the dance break, like, I, I have been uh, really against dance breaks in K-pop songs because... Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times there's no melody line to the dance break. It's just this gap in a song where if you're watching people perform it, it's pretty cool, right? Because you get to see the guy or you get to see the girl do their thing. But when you're listening to the actual song, you're, it's just you're just waiting for it to be done. And so I normally really don't like dance breaks. But I think because of the strongness and the catchiness of just the backing track in this song, the Daft Punkiness, I'm 100% uh, down with the dance break like i think it's a it's not only the perfect length i think it comes at a really good time uh, i'm 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 pro dance break it's the, it's not quite yeah. the like Ua chant yeah that i mean that dance break was possibly the best dance break in k-pop kind of music history yeah right uh, but I, I do think this this is what uh maybe i guess is instead of that nowadays but mm. I, I'm 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 happy that it's there. I, I'm, it's not that I'm like okay that it's there. I'm like I'm happy that it gave me a chance for just the backing track to breathe because I guess I like it so much. Yeah, I mean the backing track by itself, like we were saying, it has a lot of catchiness. But I think kind of the way they sing certain things also has a lot of catchiness. Like in one of the buildups, uh, Momo is kind of singing about like lip balm and BB cream, and she's just kind of like just repeating these kind of like faux memes like they, they don't really have any meaning like like say like ba 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 or like ma 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 kind of sounds mm-hmm. and even though they don't really have any you know lyrical kind of addition to the song like they are very kind of catchy little little tidbits little snippets that i like that kind of you know bring together a, like you said an otherwise kind of boring sing talky section uh, in the build up which I think the buildup usually has a lot of sing talkiness in K-pop. So, but I actually think like I mean that's what makes I think this song great to me is that in every part of the song there's a thing. Every girl gets a little hook to 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 get the fan chant you know in there. You know, um, there's yeah. a little syncopation. You know, like na 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 na. Like that's a basic yeah. pop thing. But I cannot tell you how many K-pop songs don't do that, and if fucking frustrates me to hell. Or, or don't do it well you know i think it's it's done really well in this song as well yeah um but but the one weird thing is and um i think it's weirder for you but i do agree that it's weird is that the ordering or i guess the uh the the chunks to this song is kind of kind of like the arrangement of it oh yeah yeah the arrangement yeah. um is a little strange yeah um it's it's not strange necessarily in a bad way but it does kind of take the song in a certain type of kind of mood i don't i don't really know how it's a certain pacing of it so basically the song starts out with the chorus which steven and i in the past have mentioned that we like songs starting off the chorus because you get right into like the goodness and then you're kind of hooked in the first like couple you know couple seconds or first minute or so and then the song transitions into the first verse which is totally fine and into a build-up um but this is one of two build-ups actually so it's this is the first buildup, and this buildup has, I think, uh, Momo and Tsui. And then it goes into a second buildup of Mina and Nayeon, and then it goes into the chorus. So already you kind of have like two buildups, and you're like, okay, that's fine, but one buildup is enough. And after the chorus, it goes into verse two again, um, and then straight into that first buildup, and then also the second buildup. 
And then you think, okay, after a second buildup, the chorus is coming, but it's not the chorus. They go into this kind of breakdown. And after the breakdown, you think, okay, maybe they're going to come and bring it back with the chorus. But they put that rap in there after the breakdown. And then after the rap, they finish out with the chorus. So it is a little bit kind of, I think, a novel kind of idea to put in all these little things in. But when I think about it more, it kind of gives every member uh, of the group uh, a little bit chance to shine, you know, because there is like a a dancing part where Momo can dance and rap where you have like Taeyong and uh, Taehyun and having two buildups makes it easier for more people kind of to sing talk, I guess. So it it makes sense for a group as large as twice to have a song like this, but it's definitely it's definitely strange, at least for me to see a song kind of ordered this way. Yeah. For me, like I actually think it's in general, this is a pretty gen like generic ordering. I think the, the only weird thing for me is the double buildup. Yeah. Because especially when I first heard the song, I'm like, you know, first build up. I'm like, here we go. Here's the, here's that. Give me that likey baby. And then it like and then drops like down. <laughs> um, and it drops down kind of, uh, uh, like to to um, Mina's kind of uh, singing, and it's like it's just so like na 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 na, like kind of just passing, it's yeah. just passing through. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's so weird to hear that after the very first build up, but um, and the fact that it happens twice is, is kind of strange. Yeah, I I think I'm in agreement with you. The the strangest things for me are the two build ups, like you said, and after the second time they do it, like verse two. And to build up one, build up two. I was expecting really a chorus after build up two, and then they have this this un, another breakdown. I really think they could have done without the breakdown um, if they were going to do two build ups, but that's just me nitpicking, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I think a breakdown is pretty normal, but but yeah, I agree that it feels extra weird after the double build up. I mean, I I think they should have get gotten rid of the. The, the second build-ups. One of the build-ups, yeah. yeah. Or at least merge them together a little bit better. But, you know, that's one of those things we've talked about a lot, which is when your groups get bigger, you got to find shit for them to do. And a lot of times that comes at the cost of having a coherent A to B song, right? Uh, right. That's why Frankenstein-y songs exist. Not that this is Frankenstein-y. I think no. it, it's one of the uh, lesser Frankenstein-y songs. But it is still a bit, uh, not high-breaking, but it's a little mood-breaking. It yeah. kind of breaks your, your mood a little bit going from one to it but um speaking of mood breaking uh let's talk about the rap josh yeah so the rap actually i i don't have such hatred for the rap as i normally do and i think uh the reason is because it's actually quite short even though they have two people rapping i think it it's it's just long enough for me to be like okay i i've had enough rap you know yeah um i actually think uh, exactly the same, which is it, it's a perfect shortness. It's actually very fast rapping. It's not, it's, and it goes uh, with the exact same backing track as the rest of the song, except for the uh, the dab part, of course. The second time that Dahyun comes in to rap, it kind of like changes the song. And that is one of the, oh, a huge pet peeve I have of K pop rappers where they just change the song for a rapper. Like, I just, I just really don't like that. And I really thought they were going to do it, but it was literally like maybe four or five seconds. Yeah. Like I, she says one sentence and then it, it cuts back out. I'm like, okay, good. You better not put that weird, really slow, like bass sound kind of like 
Oh, I, re- I was like, oh, please don't do it. Okay, you guys aren't doing it. It was a little bit of a tease, you know? Yeah, I, I actually, th- um, and I, maybe this is the, the twice bias or whatever, but I actually think that was the perfect, like, I would rather actually have the dab part in there rather than out. Like, I actually think it like bring, it's like a little cherry on top. I, I think it's comical. That's why I think it's a, a good addition. I, I wouldn't necessarily I wouldn't necessarily take it out because it's just literally a few seconds and it's kind of it's kind of a joke I think yeah and I, and I think it, it it it's great for for this um, yeah uh, but if if that rap was one more second longer or one more uh, line longer then it would have been a trash fire right like or if, oh yeah if they had any intention that they were going to be serious about this rap. Like, yeah, then we would have been like, okay, okay, okay. Um, so I'm really happy. Like, I think, you know, they, they, they kind of leaned into the rap break and they, they perfected it. They perfected the dab rap break, you know? Right, right. Um, and I can totally see like in the next three months, a bunch of other girl groups are going to try it and they're just, they're just going to fuck it up. It's not working. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to work. Uh, because they didn't pay the correct amount of money and that got some jank dude and he's going to be like, oh, people love that dad break. Let's have a whole like one minute dad break and it's oh, going to be awful. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the song. Uh, you and I have a little bit kind of just like how we feel about the song in general. I think you like the song much more than I do. Um, even though I like the music video as well, I think you like it a lot more than I do as well, Stephen, right? Yeah, so I actually think this is uh, like one of the best music videos. That's not a dance music video, right? That's not a. Mm. That's, um, I, I think this is one of the best music videos uh, I've I've ever seen, and there are many many reasons for that. Like I I think the greatest feat that this does is is the color corrector, <laughs> is the set. Uh. Sorry, the set. Uh, not designer because they didn't design it, but like, what, what's the in the movie terms like someone who goes out and looks for sets or looks yeah. for places to film? Yeah, uh, something. Ah, oh, geez, uh, something scout or location scout. Location scout. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to give the Nobel Prize to the location, <laughs> the location scout. Okay. Scout. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was. It was the Nobel Peace Prize. Like, I think I'm very pessimistic just about music videos nowadays. Like, it. I don't remember the last time a music video that wasn't a dance music video like really kind of wowed me and i look at this music video and it's amazing in a lot of different ways but i'm still not wowed for some reason and i think that's kind of a personal thing but like this music video like you said steven it has a lot of like amazing things like you're you're talking about the location but location is great and all that but i was more blown away by just the camera work they had like a lot of different perspective shots and a lot of really, really natural cuts um, in editing in like post-production as well. It, it was just really uh, technically very like astounding. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, and, and there are even more things, but I think all of that is, is for me is based on where they did it. And mm. I think because we've seen so many music videos shot in Japan, shot in Hong Kong, shot in Korea, shot in America, shot in Hawaii, right? And they're all beautiful places in their own right. But I think uh, whoever the location scout is and whoever matched, like, who did the color correcting in the video, like, they found places that look like sets. But they are all, Mm. maybe not all, but most of them are real places, right? Yeah. Just these beautiful kind of, 
very vibrant kind of places. Yeah, it's it's like they found K-pop sets in the real world. Um, mm. and, and I think that, uh, and then you add on top of that, the camera work, like you said, like the, mm. uh, the perspective shifts, the, the slow-mo specifically, uh, I really like the second Momo slow-mo where Momo's singing, but the girls all in the back are in slow motion. I really like yeah. that. I, the I really hate, I can't even say the word. Uh, I vehemently, yeah, I really hate the very first, uh, slow-mo, which is not a slow motion. It's like stop motion. I actually think yeah. that that has no place anywhere in a music video like this because uh, it's the, the rest of the video is so smooth and it's shot and it's there's not a bunch of cutting right which yeah. is another thing that I just fucking love and, and then all of a sudden this like choppy ass McChopper comes in and it's just like chop 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 and I'm like wait is my is my YouTube video uh, buffering like what, what's happening here yeah I mean stop motion is one of those things that. You got you got to be very careful about how you use it because it it's you're essentially just dropping the frames, right? And right, right. It, that's in theory not a good thing that you want out of a high definition video, but it's a technique I think that you can be it can be used properly. And I think we had kind of a bad a bad feeling about the first one. I think both of us because it really ruins the pace. Right. Uh, yeah. Because you're you're just like, oh yeah, I'm getting into it. I'm getting into it, and then it's a stop motion, and you're like, uh, I'm having knock knock flashbacks, and then it goes back to being great again. Yeah. I mean, we we knocked knock knock for that too, which yeah, uh, which at least in that one, it starts with it, right? Mm. So it's kind of setting forward that expectation in the beginning. It's extra kind of jarring to me when it comes, you know, a third away way through. But uh, I mean, that's a small thing. Like, I still think yeah. I, I wish it wasn't there. Uh, I, I, like, I think they could have done even more cool things with the whole like uh, slow, half slow mo, right? Like background slow mo, uh, foreground not slow mo. Like, I think there could have right. been a lot of cool things with that. You know, I mentioned it, but I want to again hit that hit that shit, which is stop fucking cutting your music videos to shit. Right, like right. this is how you make a good video where you're not cutting every four seconds. I mean, sorry, every right. 20, uh, 20 milliseconds. Well, I think uh, the frequency of cutting isn't the issue. the The issue, I think, is if you notice all the cuts. And I think the music video uh, for Likey Likey was so good because I, I really, f- when I watched it through, like the first few times, I really wasn't paying attention to any of the cuts because they were so natural and kind of like. Uh, a very it was progressing the music video rather than chopping it you know what i'm saying i I mean i do but i think that that is the symptomatic of how many cuts there are like yeah yeah but i think this music video it actually i think if i can't have to go back and watch it again but i think it still had a quote-unquote a lot of cuts but it definitely was not noticeable is what I'm trying to say. I, uh, I mean, I, I don't think it does. Um, mm. Like, I think if it did have a lot of cuts, you, you would have noticed. Um, mm. I, I think it it's doesn't have like one shots. You know, it doesn't have like ten second uh, long takes, long like, takes like the pristine one has, right? But mm. it or like like Ua has, right? Which has had like fifteen second long takes. But you know, the difference between cutting every four seconds and cutting every two seconds might sound like a little, but that's it's double <laughs> the amount of cuts, right? Um, right. Uh, so I am really appreciative of all that. So yeah, I mean, all in all, music video is locations amazing, technique is amazing. The outfits were also, I think, very cute. There was nothing where I thought, oh, that's disgusting. And 
Yep. Uh, on the opposite, actually, I was like, oh, man, these girls look really cute. I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I think, I mean, whoever whoever put this concept and music video together, I mean, pat on the back. The only The only kind of, I guess negative i would say and it's not even a negative it's kind of like more of a a discussion point is that k-pop has kind of always been known for uniformity like the girls or guys kind of wearing the same uniforms or like doing a certain concept but this doesn't necessarily have like one underlying concept but i think it was still a great kind of release Mm. you know you go back and look at uh, say Girls' Generation, for example, right? Like you can name a whole bunch of their concepts, and there was—I don't think they've ever done something that didn't have some sort of like group tying concept, right? Like Genie or like you know G with like the pastel pants. Like this, you look at this video, and you can have an argument about what the underlying concept is, right? Technically, it's I guess social media or Instagram or whatever, but I think it was very commendable. But also kind of mold breaking, well, not mold breaking, but straying from the norm that they were kind of doing a concept that doesn't really have a concept. If that makes any sense, uh, yeah. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I don't. I actually like it. Like, I actually don't like concepts. I actually, mm. I, you know, I, even though I'm a huge K-pop fan in general, like I just never understood concept. Like, I I actually really like their outfits because for the most part, they're wearing normal clothes like clothes that yeah. any girl could wear yeah they're like super tight in and like midriff super right? hot yeah but like <laughs> revealing a little bit yeah for the most part like i think any girl like uh like a uh not that i want to see this but like a middle school student or a high school student can go out and buy these clothes and wear them uh, relatively normally and, and i like that that i love that um i yeah. really hate it actually when it's like super K-popified, super nonsense. Like I'm wearing right, like the the boob cutout, right? How many times have yeah. we seen the boob cutout? Which is like oh, well, that yeah. just that just makes no sense, right? Or I'm wearing like th- three shirts, but like one's ripped halfway. You know, it's like yeah. I I actually appreciate that. I guess the concept is Instagram, and they're just wearing outfits, just normal every day. Yeah, I mean, you and I have been on the record. I don't know how many times where we've been like, man. Why do you make pretty girls look so bad? Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of the times it is because of the concept. And I, I'd argue that K-pop kind of, I don't, I don't want to say needs that concept, but it, there's a lot of people who, when they anticipate a comeback, that are really looking forward to what concept, quote unquote, they're doing. You know, right? I mean, I get the reason they exist. I've just never, like, never been a, f- a f- yeah, like a for fan you of and that. I. We don't really like it, but it is a very kind of K-pop, I don't know, staple or K-pop kind of focal point of releases is what I'm trying to say. And this one didn't, and you and I love it for that, but I I love it. (laughs) You know, I actually, like, as far as concepts go, I actually kind of like, and I'm sure a lot of groups do this, and and specifically I'm just remembering like you right now but mm-hmm. the the fact that you know the concept is like instagram and taking pictures and there's all sorts of parts in their dance that are also in that concept right of like liking mm-hmm. you know hit the like button here and a lot of photo things so um i i i think the whole pack you know we never really even talked about the dance which is like mm. i think the dance i mean kind of not meme dances but like easy like easy repeatable dances is like twice as thing right or not twice as thing yeah. but 
many groups do it, but Twice is the best at it right now, right? I mean, Twice is really good at doing point dances. Yeah, that's the one. not meme. I don't know what I'm. Yeah, meme memeable dance. Uh, yeah, point. I mean, you could. We both know what we're talking about when you when you're saying meme dances, but uh, yeah, Twice has been even their worst songs. Right? They they have some sort of motion that when someone does it, they look at that and they say, "Oh, that's Twice's likey likey. That's Twice's knock knock." Yeah, and. Like again, like all their previous releases, I think Twice has really been just really whoever the choreographer is. I think they've been doing a pretty good job at least creating point dances. Yeah, I think uh, I bring that up because I think Signal went like too far with the point. They were like there were so <laughs> many points, it was like suffocating, right? It was like heart, heart, heart. Eat, suck the heart, suck, suck these hearts, you know, <laughs> heart, heart, heart. Shove them down my throat. Tennis, hearts, hearts, tennis, tennis. Yeah. yeah, and I think this one was toned down a little bit more, and I mean, it's still very pointy, you know, like porcupiney, but like mm-hmm. I think it 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 ramped it a little bit down, and I and I did appreciate that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I. I'm sorry, guys. Normally, we don't even talk about our favorite song for this long, but it's motherfucking twice, guys. I th- yeah, I think I think there's just a lot of things that we could comment on. Like, there's just a lot of things that are, I think they did really well, and things that they're like kind of doing that are small changes from like the K-pop norm that are just worth noting. Right. Oh, I did want to mention one, one bad thing. Which is, I did actually listen to the entire album, oh, uh, which you? I very rarely do because that's very surprising. Yeah, you know, we went to the Twice concert and and right, right. we've not fought on, but we've disagreed on the quality of their B sides. Right, and you guys can guess about <laughs> which side we were on. I'm more on the side of I do like a lot of their B sides, where Steven really only likes a few, or they're kind of more single songs. Yeah, I, I think some of their um, even the the more popular B sides are like, eh. Um, <laughs> but those songs are fucking gems compared to the B-sides jams? on this album. Like, jams, you say? I think, no, I'm saying, yeah, the old ones, the ones that you lo- in, the, in the past were gems compared to the current in this oh. album's B-sides. Like the album, oh, the B-sides in this album are so fucking forgettable and they're so fucking bad. Wow. I, I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. There were so oh. many just sing talky ballady generic pop songs like i lost count oh geez you need to listen to it maybe, maybe that's just me maybe never liking their b-sides but see now, now, you've, already, now you've already biased me a little bit about what the b-sides are going to be like but... i thought you would listen to them man you're the album dude yeah but i've just had i've just had so much music to listen to just coming back to america as well like the amount of american music i'm listening to now is just ridiculous as well and i'm still trying to keep up with k-pop so they're just so much music to listen to in a day, and I just don't have enough time to just sit down and kind of listen to it all. Yeah, it's I get more that. like in passing. So, I mean, I, maybe during our next after show, I'll talk about it. But like, American music bums me out, man. I just, I just don't like it. I just don't like <laughs> it. Like, I'm hearing these like new, even pop stuff. I'm like hearing the new Taylor Swift stuff, and I'm like, what happened to her, man? <laughs> what happened? It's so oh, bad. Geez. All right, now all the Taylor Swift fans are angry at me, but. Yeah, what, what are they called? They're called something, right? Swifties. Swifties, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> getting yeah. getting Swifties. Yeah, yeah. Shit uh, on the floors. Um, right. But uh, let's move so, on, Josh. Let's, yeah, move, let's on. move on. Yeah, let's move on to my pick of fucking sucks, dude. Yeah, to my pick of the episode, uh, I think, like Steven's pick, uh, this song is kind of like my thing. Nobody's going to be surprised that I picked it. 
and that's PH1 featuring Jay Park with their song Donut. My life was sweet like donut. Yeah, John, I think I thought I'd pick my phone up. Yeah, I met you, hot chug and all Really rocking everywhere. Yeah, you know I go hard. Hit, hit, what, what? My life was sweet like donut. Donut. Yeah, John, I think I thought I'd pick my phone up. Yeah, I met you, hot chug and all Really rocking everywhere. Yeah, you know I go Hit what what? Hangook 2016. Oh, hey. Good time with town. I'm meeting Nambachi. Hey, on the web like no working all day and night 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 she call me workaholic yeah got made come on more than another sarang go now ph1 he's this rapper he's been around i think for quite a while now like maybe a year a year and a half mainly he does stuff with jay park and higher music and Higher Music is uh, Jay Parks and Cha-Cha Malone's kind of global music label. And this song is produced by PH1. And I think a producer from that label, Thursday. I- I've seen the name somewhere, but I'm not sure if he's technically a, a Higher Music producer. I mean, this song is just, it's just a happy kind of rap song that you can just bob your head to. And it's, it's very kind of almost pop rap but pop rap in the more Korean pop rap style versus like, you know, American pop rap these days is kind of like more ratchety music kind of pop rap. Right. And this is just wholesome kind of rapping about how his life is is great and how he really likes donuts. And so his life is like a donut. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't really get that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that connection, but... Cause it's sweet. I don't. The like hook it, is the hook is my life is sweet like donut. Yeah. I mean, I just I just love it. I just love this song and everything about it. PH One does an amazing job, I think, of rapping on this song. Uh, when I heard this song, I immediately went and downloaded the album or his mini album, and I listened to it. And most of the stuff that you find on there is kind of similar to this. A lot of them do have kind of more Christiany vibes to them, kind of an ambiance, a feel to them. It's it's just he does a, a, such a good job of just switching up his kind of rapping style, like sometimes rapping, uh, slowing down the pace, slowing down the cadence, and then sometimes throwing in some singing. And he PH one literally raps for like a whole minute or a minute and a half of the song, and you don't really kind of get tired of it, or you don't really notice how long it's been or how much time has passed. And I think that is really important for rappers in general because. Most rappers these days are kind of very stuck in their own type of flow. And it gets 
old sometimes. Like, you know, some guys that even I like, like Sick K and DPR Live, like those guys have a style. And when you hear one of their songs, all their songs are going to be like that. But hats off to uh, PH1 for kind of keeping it fresh in this one. Yeah, so I actually haven't heard uh, uh, other PH1 songs except for the one that he did with, uh, he's on Iffy, right? With uh, Yeah, he's on Iffy. With Jay with, Park uh, and Sick K, right? and yeah. So you're saying his other songs, he he does a different style of sing rapping, or he's it's it's very similar to this song in the styling, like it's more happy and upgoing or upbeat. I mean, but all in all, he he does a good job of like rapping and singing and kind of like I don't know, just talking. Mm. Like yeah, it it really his style really makes it very easy to listen to. Is what I'm trying to get at. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. again, like there are, there are two things I love. And one of them is I love me some happy rap pop music. Like, uh, I think actually in, in the grand scheme of this week in K-pop, I'm always the one that likes the happy pop stuff. And you're the one mm. that likes the chill and or more hip hop R&B yeah. rap stuff, right? Right. Now, normally that is like, right, a guy rapper and a girl singer. And in this case, it's a guy rapper and a Jay Park singer, right? Yeah. And Jay Park's rapping on this too. Yeah, he does, which we'll get to in a second. We'll get to that. We'll get to that, yeah. I first heard this song, and in my head, I was like, oh, this is probably just going to be another, you know, chill hip-hop that's this year. Like, 2017 is the year of uh, bad K-pop and also a lot of chill Chill hip-hop. Chill hip-hop, right? I was kind of not blown away is not the right word, but I was happily surprised. Yeah, I was impressed because he is mostly singing. I when I listen to the song, he's like, mo- it's mostly singing that he's actually kind of doing. It's like a little bit auto-tuned. Um, mm. It is kind of rapping, but he, he's really singing to the backing track. And I think that's the strongest part is like the flow that he represents, the flow that he puts out is so specific to this song, you know? That, melodic. Yeah. It's a very melodic type of rap. Mm. It, it's really good. Like, I, I, w- I, I know he's probably technically rapping, but I, in my head when I listen to this song, I don't even consider it consider it rapping. Um, yeah. he's really just singing and grooving and getting really into, uh, uh, the song and it's got maybe similarly to likey, but it's got a lot of little pieces in there that make you, uh, hooked in, right? Which, yeah. Like little technical bits in there. Yeah. A little, like little technical bits. bits, little production yeah. bits, little, uh, change up the flow bits that uh, get you hooked, you know, which mm-hmm. you, despite your love of, of chill hip hop, uh, a lot of chill hip hop songs don't have that, right? They have the backing mm-hmm. track, but it gets droney, right? It gets same samey. I think a lesser, ver- like maybe Thursday, you know, give credit to Thursday or whatever, uh, give credit to PH1, but I think maybe lesser artists could have made a very droney version of the song, mm. uh, but they didn't. And, and Jay Park does a great job when he starts singing. Like his, when he comes in this song, you're like, holy shit, Jay Park, let's go. You're like, yes, Jay Park. And then he kind of switches it up uh, when, when the when the key kind of changes a little bit or the, the backing track also changes. And you're just like, uh, I don't really like this, actually. Yeah, he, he goes to from like sing rapping to more rappy rapping. And it's like, okay. It really changes like the mood of the song once he gets into that second gear. Like... The the first Jay Park rap or the first part of his rap is like it fits the song. It's happier, yeah. it's more laid back, and then he starts like getting a little bit serious, and you're like, whoa, 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 easy, Jay Park, we're having a good time. Why are you, why are you talking about politics or war? You know, like, yeah. 
Like this song, yeah, this song is like when you're at a party and you're just relaxing, hang out with your friends, and then one guy comes in and he's like, oh yeah, I really love that band too. And it reminds me of this like political strife in South America. You're just like, oh, you kind of ruined the song for me a little bit, oh, Jay boy. Park, with your second rap there. Uh, it's, it's a mood killer. It's yeah. a mood killer, the second Jay Park rap, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that bad. It's not that bad. I, I'm, I'm playing it up, but it's... It it definitely is the sore spot in this song, but otherwise a really great song. Yeah, this is uh, it's not a perfect song, you know, um, but it's it's an it's a great song. I really like this song. I I may have even picked it if if you had picked twice. Uh, I, I like it too. And, and the music video is interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, and I didn't know this, but you're saying that PH One's other songs are very Christian. Yes, they're very Christian. Is kind of strange. One one of his songs that I really like. I'm not sure if it's on the album, but it's called Perfect, and it even has like a gospel choir kind of sample in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, so when you were like, yeah, the donuts in this music video, obviously drugs. I was like, PH one, no. <laughs> yeah, because the <laughs> the whole boy. music video is this. They're like packing these donuts into boxes in kind of a shady uh in shady places in, in a very kind of breaking bad style you know yeah and he's got helper friends and they're wearing masks and they're wearing gloves, gloves. um they have all the girls doing it um yeah. which is very yeah it's it's they're packing drugs donuts are drugs yeah. okay guys and they're and they're selling the donuts like one by one like individual donuts like <laughs> yeah uh, like i'm sure jay park is gonna be like no they're packing cds and we're you know good vibes and sweetness and it's like vibes, yo guys yeah. you this is blatantly you just substituted drugs for you guys you guys are doing you guys are doing work in some like u-haul storage like, yeah storage <laughs> storage, <laughs> storage wars facility, kind of thing, yeah. yeah so that's actually kind of strange to hear that you, he's very you're not, you're not lying to anyone, Jay Park. <laughs> yeah. Um, the CEO, yeah. But I think, you know, th- that concept, they pull it off very, very well. Like, it's a simple oh, yeah. MV, but I think they do a really good job of, of, of doing that. Which is, like, it's 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 fun. Ostensibly, it's very fun, right? It's, it's kind of yeah. cute. You know, it's a little donuts. If it's the mood. If it's yeah. the mood, like, the background workers are all jamming, like, while they're packing the drugs into the boxes, right? Donuts, donuts, dude. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> donuts. donuts. Um, the sweet glaze, you know, like uh-huh. they, they, I think it's really a, a, a fun music video, which matches the uh, the song very well. Because yeah. we get a lot of fucking moody ass, chill hip hop music videos, you yeah. know, and this one is, is, is cute and, and I like it just like you. But speaking of cute and me liking something and you maybe not so much, um, <laughs> which is kind of. I, like like we said at the top of the episode, this is a very kind of uh, a strange episode because Stephen and I we we picked we picked the songs blind, and we we just talked about them yesterday. And almost all I think of the the songs that we're talking on this podcast, I think we liked them to varying degrees. <laughs> yeah, I think the mo- the one we agree the most is, is Donut, and then it kind of goes downhill yeah. from there. But uh, let's go downhill together. My Second, I guess, no, I guess it's technically third favorite song because I would totally have picked Donut. And you know what? I don't even know because we picked these yesterday. I don't even know if this is my third favorite anymore, but it's on the list. That's the thing about these past two months is that we there were actually a lot of decent songs that can kind of go in and out. And it's the same for me as well. 
Yeah, but uh, here we go. I don't even know this is technically okay to do this, but the next song (laughs) is by EXO with their new station remix of Power. Now, this song was remixed by a very famous remixing DJ, Rehab, or R3Hab. Um, I actually don't know much about him other than that I, I, I've seen his remixes of all sorts of songs, all of the internet, for many years. Right. Um, he's not quite as popular as many of the other DJs you probably know, you know, like Zed or Major Lazer or any of that, any of that jazz. But he, he might be there soon, you know? You know? Mm. Um, and so Station released... Uh, Well, actually, not even Station, but I think there's like a whole mini album of a bunch of remixes, like four or five different people remixed Power, which I think actually uh, SM does a lot. I think there's actually a couple remixes on a lot of their full albums. Uh, This is the first one I've heard. Um, We talked about Power in our Japan episode, right? Our last episode. And we put it in Big Name No Games. And we were like, this is like a cornball pop song but the music video was the destroyer of this uh, of this song oh so terrible like i i i'm pretty sure we put it on record i put it on record that i actually thought the song was not bad it was just the music video killed all our hopes and dreams but guess what you strip out the music video you strip out a little bit of the cornball pop and you put in some edm and holy shit do you get a song that's that steven likes baby when I first heard this, I was just, I really couldn't get EXO's power out of my head. And uh, I, I didn't really like power because it was just so, it was too poppy for me. Mm-hmm. But this uh, re- remix is kind of like, a, it's not like a remix, actually. It's more of like a rehab song. And then he samples like EXO's power, if yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, at least that's how I feel. It, it's 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 pretty different from the original Power, and I like it a lot more than Power. At least I actually think it doesn't sound that much different. Like I went mm. back and listened to. Maybe you just haven't heard Exos Power. Maybe I haven't heard it in a the, long time, or maybe the music video just ruined it for me so much that it was just like like in your head it was just like cha 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 cha, and you're like oh, yeah, man, not this, giving this a chance. Like yeah, this is not too bad. But anyway, so like rehab, they, he sped up the song a lot, and I think it, that in itself already did did wonders uh just by speeding it up and he kind of adds in this whole you know bottom level of sounds which i think uh upgrade it from just being like a b-side bubble bubblegum song into like we actually put real production in this song guys you know and then of course he adds in the this is not the greatest 
a beat drop of all time, you know? And, and I actually kind of appreciate it that uh, he didn't go full EDM with it. Like he, this is why I kind of disagree that it doesn't, you said it, it doesn't really sound like power. I actually think he, he held a lot of restraint in and added a drop, but actually kind of, it was like a K-pop version of a drop. It wasn't as, yeah. it wasn't as, uh, it wasn't like a 20 pound bowling ball. It was like one of those little kids, six pound bowling balls, you know? Mm. But, but either way, like I, 100% I I personally am like this should have been the real song this 100% mm. should have been the real song EXO should have been singing this song they could have done a fat ass uh, dance to when the drop happens you know but instead we got this kind of cornball thing yeah you know I think I think we're in agreement that one this song should have been the original kind of release and it's it's much better, and it makes sense in SM's wheelhouse, right? They they've been doing yeah. EDM junk uh, uh, for a very long time, um, yeah. Uh, but I think thankfully, instead of their normal EDM uh, people they work with, they went with an actual good <laughs> remixer, <laughs> and I think that yeah. does it wonders. Yeah, and SM kind of has this bad habit of of like using a lot of different kind of people to make their songs right and right. it's nice that rehab kind of just took this song and just you know just made it kind of a one person flavor right yeah kind of to your point it like a rehab song it, it does sound like his his vision right it doesn't because yeah. sm songs a lot of times not even sm a lot of k-pop songs sound like they're made by committee rather than uh you know a singular vision yeah yeah too many cooks in that yeah. K-pop kitchen. Yeah. And this was actually a uh, station song like you mentioned. And I think we are also in agreement that this is kind of the stuff that we want to be seeing from station. Uh, station, I think, was launched and we were kind of expecting, you know, more more collabs or more kind of different interesting, you know, remixes or or things about this normal kind of pop company. And this is kind of exactly what you want from something like that. But a lot of times that we're we're getting songs from station that are just uh, some some person from a group is doing some solo project and it's a ballad or just some person we've never ever heard of and they're not doing anything like related to SM. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird though because I think we've actually made this exact same point before, which is I don't know if it's SM not doing weird shit because they definitely have cool interesting artists and, and yeah. they have some weird stuff coming out i really think it's really just none of them we just thought none of them were good you know mm. what i mean because because when you're saying that and, and i said this yesterday uh i was i i agreed with you i was like man this is the stuff i really want to see but it's like but we have seen this before some styling of yeah. this right we have yeah. seen uh people from different groups and we'll talk about one later, which is like right. uh, a, a crazy this collab. collab. Yeah. yeah, this collab never didn't see this coming. I think the real problem is is the quality, which which I've we've said mm. before. Um, it's like when you got to make fifty songs, you know, like uh. you can't even put K-pop companies have a hard of time putting six decent songs on a record, right? It's always one right. song that's the track, one song maybe that's decent, and then four fucking one cent songs, you know? Yeah. And and station as a whole uh, has, has definitely been filled with a lot of one centers. Yeah, and I think we've we've talked about that too about how station's just been putting out too many songs. Yeah, but uh, let's move on. Speaking of one center, I'm just kidding. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this song is definitely 
my song, like, I don't think Steven ever would touch this song with a 10-foot pole. I talked about him earlier, and here he is, DPR Live, uh, with his song Jasmine. I swear it's you, you. You know I can paint the world. Sitting there in black and gold. You the perfect chemical. I gotta test, I gotta know. You know I'm a criminal, but I could take your heart and go. You the perfect chemical. I gotta test, I gotta, gotta Just let me. So the interesting thing about this song is that it was produced by a Code Kunst, but it's a very kind of DPR Live song. Everything you're expecting from DPR Live, like kind of a chill hip hop, more moodier sound. Like this is DPR Live, and the Code Kunst part of it, um, it it does add a little bit more flavor to it, um, but. All in all, I th- this is a DPR song through and through. Yeah. Um, now, Code Coons, if, if you don't know, they're on, a, or he is on High Ground, right? The YG label. And he does a lot of kind of weird stuff. Yeah. Interesting things. Yeah. For, for that label. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I, actually hearing this song again today, like, I, you know, I there are many DPR live songs. I haven't liked all of them, but, but I have right. liked some of them and some of them are decent, yeah. right? Like right. we, I, we've said this many times. I really like thirst. I think, but I think that was just cause that was the first shot of DPR live. And then yeah. every other shot after that is like, you need more of that shit. You know, it's like, Oh God, it's just more. It's just more. It's you know? same DPR life. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, you need more, uh, you need uh what's the word when you do heroin. I don't know. I don't know what drugs you need, you, you need more. You need, yeah. You need more to get the same fix. Right. You need your fix. Yeah. Um, and he's not doing more. He's just doing the same thing. Um, yeah. And, and, and yeah, this song is, is, is kind of the same thing. It's not, it's not bad. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, it's just, it's just the same thing, you know? Yeah. The, all the things that I kind of praised PH1 for, like DPR Life kind of falls into the trap of of the opposite of that. But I think it's because I like his style normally that I'm just okay with it. And so the song, it does sound not really a rap song. Um, there's this like kind of light guitar strumming in the background and... It just sounds like a whole another different genres kind of song, and DPR is kind of rapping on top of it, uh, if that makes any sense. You guys heard a snippet of it, but 
Uh, it does sound a little bit different than his other songs, but he's still rapping in the same style. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. The backing tracks a little, it, it is different, but yeah, when you're rapping in kind of the same style, like that, I mean, that's Korea, right? Uh, as you said earlier, everyone's got their style, and they don't give no shits about <laughs> about what backing tracks uh, are included. Right. But I will say though, you know, Deep Air Live has has had some trippy ass fucking videos but this one is not trippy this one is is beautiful yeah. there's some fucking great background shots in this music video like usually you either have one of two things like dpr i think dpr live kind of his songs usually kind of have more a nature aspect to them but a huge psychedelic kind of also feel to it mm-hmm. um this has no psychedelic no psychedelic feel and all nature shots yeah like there's some kind of trippy angles that they're trying to go for a little bit moody angles maybe not trippy. yeah just certain scenes and shots that they're trying to like make it seem a little bit more ambiance it's it's like they're trying they're definitely going for a certain ambiance yeah early morning like foggy like forest or by the beach and things like that and i actually really appreciate that it's it's not super exciting but it is beautiful to look at and you kind of do get tired of just drone shots all the time. Yeah. And actually, there's not that many drone shots in this, if I am if I remember correctly. Yeah, no, no. And, like, you know, there are some videos, like, off the top of my head, like, some BTS videos have some beautiful drone shots. Or right. even just beautiful shots of them just dancing on a platform. There's a beautiful shot behind. But, like, there's just something about some of these shots that he gets, like, during sunset, the fog, like, on top of this mountain with, like, the blue kind of clouds, in the sky and the clouds in the back. It's like, just, you had to have camped out for some of these shots that he's getting. Yeah. yeah. Like, they planned it yeah he did some backpacking or like some camping out in like some woods in order to get some of these shots like yeah and it just so really goes nice. against his look which is like he looks like a chill dude and he looks like he just woke, woke up smoked some weed do some rapping but like there was some fucking planning and hiking and like gotta right. get to the place at the exact right time to get some of these <laughs> right. shots you know it's just like dpr live like here's the storyboard for it he's like what i gotta wake up at 5 a.m yeah and sleep the night in some forest on the ground Nah, that's not dpr lifestyle right yeah <laughs> but it's like he probably had to do that for some of these shots yeah yeah but but it looks great yeah i i, I would think it's it's shot i think the locale is in hawaii because it, it just really looks hawaii-ish to me i might be wrong but I mean, it looks beautiful either way. Um, yeah. I, you know, kind of throwing back to Likey, like seeing real places, you know, after seeing so many set shots, it's like, it just looks great, you know? Yeah. But do you know what else is great, Josh? What is? Our amazing Chingus, our amazing listeners that still listen to us, even though we took a, a three month break. And also the amazing, amazing chingus that help donate to us on Patreon even during our break. I think for many months beforehand, we both said and we were both worried privately that like all the progress, you know, or all the Patreon donations that we got, we were like, you know, we're taking a break. We're, we're telling everybody we're taking a break. Maybe they'll stop donating. But so many of you guys continue to donate and it it. It warms my my dead black heart, you know? Yeah, and also what makes me, like, kind of more more warm-hearted is that the Slack, uh, before we went on the break, was kind of in a lull. Yeah. And when we 
were on a break and actually not putting out content, people, I think, took an extra effort to try and like live and slack up. And I saw that and I was just really kind of touched that people are really trying to reach out to each other and keep the community going, you know? Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we desperately need it, too, because we are both notoriously bad at, at that kind of stuff, you know? You know, like our Instagram account where we were supposed to post a picture a day and I, you know, I think you there know. might be like 10 pictures total in four years. <laughs> the problem is like, contrary to my appearance, I, I really don't like taking pictures of one myself and just two in general. Yeah. And Steven is also the same. I'm an ugly and boy. So, you don't want, you name no one to see that. And, and so it just it just makes for a bad Instagram for two people who don't really like taking pictures and don't like taking pictures of themselves. You and, know? and we don't do anything, or at least I don't do anything, right? So you get a picture yeah. of my computer desk, you know, or my bed, <laughs> you know. Right, right. Uh, but speaking of pictures, uh, I'm going to plug something for me, which is I got a puffy, uh, which yeah. is partially uh, one of the reasons why it, it was uh, – it's my fault, but I didn't get to editing the the Japan stuff uh, uh, sooner is because I got the puppy and, and you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know how much hard work it's going to be, but you don't really know until you're doing it. You know what I mean? Right. And so uh, I got a puppy and, and, and she's the cutest thing in the world. And I don't want to take pictures of my face, but I'll take a million pictures of her face. Uh, so I, I do actually post every day, sometimes twice a day uh, for her. And so what is the Instagram for her? I think it's at... Shiba Solhyun, because I named my puppy Solhyun, because I would. Of course, yeah, and, and we were having this discussion about what what you were gonna name her for such a longest time. It, it was very, I was, it was, I was very picky about it, and mm-hmm. it went back to the very first one that I thought I would pick. But you know, if you're a new listener, uh, you know, I had cats, and I did name some of them after Wonder Girls, and this one's named after the prettiest girl of all time, Solhyun. Anyways, ch- check out my cute ass dog. She's a Shiba Inu. Super cute. She's actually whining right now. Hopefully you guys can't hear that. Uh, but speaking of whining, you'll never hear whining from me, but I do know that our Patreon kind of uh, promises or Patreon setup has always been kind of janky. Like we we probably should have just left it as basic as possible because uh, we have a hard enough time doing what we normally do, let alone promising other things, you know? But we're back in America. We're setting up a schedule, right, Josh? Yes, we are. Um, So I want to kind of streamline the Patreon again. The other thing that we're going to do is sometimes there are songs that barely make it into our podcast, right? Like, for example, this episode. Fringe songs. Even though we're talking about a million songs, uh, there are another 10 to 15 songs that I really like, but uh, we just can't fit into the podcast. Um, Yeah. So... Every kind of episode, every main episode, I'm going to put up a post uh, on Patreon, on the Patreon website. That's just just a list of all the songs that just barely made it out of our list. Um, As long as you're a a Patreon subscriber, you can see that list. It's not going to be a huge thing. I want to keep it as easy as possible. But, you know, if you're interested in in seeing what barely made our lists, that's what we're going to do for Patreon. Cool. (laughs) Cool. Cool. But thank you guys, of course, again. Uh, for all that stuff, truthfully, it, I mean, honestly, it just it blows my fucking mind, guys. It blows. Yeah, it. it I just it doesn't make sense to me sometimes. Yeah. I wake up and I'm just confused. Uh, but you know, also doesn't make sense when you when you see a fucking amazing song and it's only got like you know 
60,000 views on the YouTube, you know? It's only got 10,000 views on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, like 10,000. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, I ain't never heard of this girl. And if it wasn't for the awesome, uh, uh, you know, EssentialKpop.com, which Ali B. Twix helps us out with, like, I would have never heard of this song. Um, but I love it. It's by uh, a girl named uh, Sol, spelled S-O-L-E, featuring Thama with their song, Ride. <laughs> Yeah, and this I think is a another song that you and I both like. I can't believe it, but who likes it more, Josh? I don't know. <laughs> um, now, Soul is part of this producing team called Divine Channel. Uh, now, Divine Channel uh, has worked on you know some famous songs. They worked on BTS's Fire. They worked on Vix's The Closer. They've worked on a bunch of other kind of B sides and stuff like that. And this is her first single, and she is apparently the only female member of Divine Channel, but. You know what I love, guys? I love ballads with a beat. And if you add in some R&B undertones to that, you got yourself a fucking smash hit. This is everything that I want in a ballad. Right. Hands down. Like, amazing voice. Great ballad with a beating. <laughs> kind of backing track, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say the backing track is amazing. It's pretty simple. but It's, it's, not, a, it's not amazing, but it, it does its job. It does its job and it does it well. And yeah. I mean, it's really just, it's the amazing voice in addition to, to, to the backing track. I mean, she just has this kind of flavor of voice that is, is just kind of suited for R&B. Like there's some singers when you hear them, you're just like, oh yeah, you're definitely an R&B singer because they have like a certain like personality or like, you know, their style of singing is very kind of riffy almost, you know? Yeah. And this song is exactly kind of, or her voice is exactly kind of that kind of voice. You and I were talking about this and you made the good point about this is like the type of song that you want like a Mamamoo member to do, uh, but they never do. Never and do. because Mamamoo, uh, the reason why we like Mamamoo also is because they have a similar kind of sounding place. They, there's, they sing songs like this. And like you can put a sword in Mamamoo and nobody would blink an eye. Like her voice is, it's just amazing, and it's just a good song. It's just a great R and B ballad, yeah. and it's one of those songs that, you know, it, you listen to it for the first time and it's a good 
song and then you keep listening to it and it just really just grows on you just because you kind of can start seeing a little bit of more nuances in the way she sings and a little bit of things so hey ballads usually kind of make you sad and this this song it doesn't really make you sad it kind of is more of a chill kind of r&b ballad song you know yeah like the videos like kind of her with her girls and they're kind of just having a good time it it's a little sad at times right Right, a little bit. They might be they might be together and going on this road trip because yeah, maybe some bad somebody might have, someone might have broken their hearts, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's just so it's like it's chill, but at the same time you're like grooving your neck. You're like 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 almost like it hurts a little bit because I'm just like moving my neck so much when I'm listening to this song because you you just want you just get into her voice and you just get into the ride. You know, there's like the guitar kind of in the background, the beat. And and as you said, like, Mamamoo, like, they just keep making generic-ass fucking Korean ballads. And it's just like... Yeah, or like pop songs stop that it. are not great. Yeah, yeah stop it. And, and, you know, this actually, like, I... Uh, this is also a type of song that I think Hyorin could do. Um, obviously, mm. Hyorin's timbre of her voice is totally different than Soul's. But, like, this is the... Like, I could hear the Hyorin remix, right? I can hear the Hyorin mm-hmm. version of the song, too. And I think that is also really fucking good. But like when we're going to maybe at the end of the year talk about favorite single girl songs, which we may do, you know? Yeah. For me right now, I mean, I know it's new and I know it's fresh, but like hands down, this is this is my shit right here. Mm. Love this song. Yeah. Like if if you guys have never heard of uh, Divine Channel or Soul or or anything, just I mean, just listen to the song. It's, yeah. it's good. Give it a chance. Love it. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. It's great. Listen to it. Moving on to a song again that Steven and I don't agree on. Uh, obviously, I like it because I chose it. And it's a 17 subunit uh, with their song Trauma. <laughs> I'm in trauma, I'm in Fucking trauma, no, Just 
So 17 is doing this kind of a subunit kind of mix around. And this is the hip hop subunit. Uh, and the song was produced by the producer who produces like all the 17 songs, Bumzu. Uh, and also Vernon helped a little bit on this song. And the reason why I like this song is uh, it sounds like a Sick K song or a Groovy Room song. And I just really like Sick K and Groovy Room. And this sounds like one of those songs. Uh, there is a very kind of distinctive instrument sound where it's kind of like they're rolling. Uh, it, like it's, it's this ascending or descending kind of note uh, that usually kind of happens with like xylophones or or things like that. Uh, it's very similar sound that happens in the song Iffy by Sick K and Groovy Room and PH1. We mentioned it earlier. Uh, this song also ha- uh, has that sound, but less kind of hollow and more kind of more like higher pitched is that is that what i want to say uh it's it's really hard to describe since we're not super musically kind of <laughs> our descriptors are pretty bad yeah. but it's like it's yeah. like a it's like a brum 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 kind of sound yeah, it's like this like thruk, thruk, thruk kind of sound and that really makes the song for the song just like it makes the song for iffy and i i just like it yeah i uh i agree with everything you said except uh, yeah, like the thing is, I would rather listen to Sick K. I would rather listen, listen to DPR Live. Like, like I think the worst part about this song, which kind of goes against what I said uh, for Change Up, because we uh, we talked about the SVT leader song Change Up, mm-hmm. and for a couple minutes, I was talking about how I, I don't know his name, but whatever the hip hop leader's name is, like he was so good that i thought he could be a sick he could be just a maybe it's a scoops 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 (laughs) our boy scoops (laughs) um yeah your boy scoops um like i thought he could be an rb chingu because i thought uh, he was so good like um i take all that back after hearing this song yeah and so there's maybe i think four four rappers uh who rap on this on this track, and he is number three out of four. Um, yeah, he's third place. It, the the problem, you know, is like Sick K does the same thing over and go, but he's a known quantity, and his quality level is known, and it and it's right. pretty decent, you know. Uh, yeah. DPR Live, same, 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 same. But the problem here is, is like you got four rappers, or you know, three or four rappers, and they're t- two to three of them are doing the same fucking mumble rapping, and it's not good mumble rapping like i just why what why change change it up you know change up right. guys that's my deal with it vernon definitely has the best uh rap section in this song and whoever goes last uh they are definitely the worst i think they they heard they heard all of the the verses and they like voted on them and they're like, okay, Vernon, you get to go first because yours is the best. And then uh, whoever's rapping at the end. I don't even think it's Vernon being best. Is He gets the autotune bump. Mm. And he gets, I think, one of the the shortest part. Like, Maybe, S- S-Scoops goes multiple times and it, it doesn't get any better. Yeah, S-Scoops goes, goes, I think, twice. And both times he uses this kind of like whisper rap where you're like, okay, okay. Scoops, you got you to gotta speak up. I can't hear you, Fred. Yeah, like <laughs> put some fucking personality into it, Scoopy Miss Scoop. You know, like, come on, dude. <laughs> so, so that's my thing. Like, I, I totally understand 
why you like it. And and I don't think it's a bad song, really. Like mm-hmm. there's uh to compliment them, there's I don't think there's many K pop groups that that can even do this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's really cool that they're doing this, right? Splitting up and doing their own thing so that you lower the variabilities, right? But like the quality level of the rapping in this song from a hip hop team is kind of suspect. The production value, I think, is decent, right? Mm. But I don't know how much of that is is Bumzu as compared to Vernon and or Skibbity Scoops, right? So <laughs> Skibbity Scoop Bop, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but whoever that that third dude, like whoever goes third, is just staff. You need you need to join the performance team. Whoever went third, <laughs> staff it. Dude, actually, the performance team's video was fucking awesome, dude. It was like a one-shot dance thing where they're all wearing that white shit. That was pretty Too bad the song wasn't good. good. The song was not good. But <laughs> the dance the, was good. The video was yeah. fucking on point, though. Uh, the one-shot. So 17, uh, they released a song kind of as a group, not a subunit. It's called Clap. Uh, Steven and I didn't like it, but we also didn't hate it. We think it's it sounds more kind of 17 style than their their previous release, Don't Wanna Cry. Um, but it's still, still not a better song than Don't Wanna Cry because Don't Wanna Cry actually had a very kind of uh, catchy chorus line, you know? Yeah. Like that, even though that's not very, it doesn't really sound like 17, it's still more catchy than Clap, which I can't even remember what the hook is in Clap right now. Yeah. Clap, clap, clap. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> clap, 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 clap. So the thing is, like, I. We'll say this later again, too, but, like, this week's Big Name No Games is actually not Big Name No Games. It's, like, Big Names Okay Games, you know? Or, like, yeah. not really big names, but still okay games. <laughs> and or, like, semi-big names, no games. Yeah, or potentially, f- from a big company, Big Name No Games. And, and we would put this song down there. It's just, since we're talking about 17, we might as well talk about Clap. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it, it it's kind of disappointing, but but I, I do like, I thought their video was not bad. Like it kind of had this like red velvety, uh, what's that red velvet, a uh, dum dum kind of look to it mm. without the weird slow motion or the whatever that effect was. Um, it was just a lot of like well played, a lot of good placement of things and camera angles, right? Right. And, and their dance was, I mean, 17's dance says have, I don't want to say always because some of them I think are a little too cray cray, but uh, I thought the dance was was really interesting for, for Clap too. Mm. It's just a shame that the song didn't blow me away. It just kind of was there, you know? Yeah, anything else? I, I'm really angry that I haven't checked in a couple of weeks, but I was really angry that Change Up was not on iTunes because yeah, I want to hear that fucking song and song is I couldn't good. find it. But maybe now that the clap, uh, maybe the clap album has finally come out, maybe all those songs are on that album. I should I should double check again. I hope so, because that song was really good. Yeah, definitely change up. You should listen to change up for me personally over trauma and definitely over clap. But oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, speaking of songs that we want to listen again to, yeah, this song we 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 agree that we both like the song to a certain degree. Yeah, but I was making a play on the name of the group and you totally missed it. But uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Thanks for that, dude. You can still do it. You can still do it. Just just edit my part out. Well, speaking of songs that I want to play back, uh, maybe I should have made it more obvious. Yeah, maybe I should have made it more obvious. It sounded better on paper. (laughs) The next song that I want to talk about is by a girl group that hasn't done anything in a very long time. Uh, They're called Playback with their new song, Want You to Say. 
왠지 뭔지 알것 같아 턱을 깨고 모른 척뭘 그렇게 몰래 몰래 쳐다봐 날또 피하다가 계속 엇갈리는 사이 Play me your song Play 처음부터 playback 너는 내가 구는 favorite boy You're my baby I'm your lady 너와 함께라면 어떨까 Something crazy Or can you lazy The first song together, and I really liked their second song with Eric Nam. But we were always just like, where do these girls go? Right. They hot. The song was good. One, they're hot. That was very <laughs> important, you know? Yeah. Um, and we were like, where are they at? And then all of a sudden, we come back from Korea, and, and I see that they released a new song. Like, holy shit, this is a wonderful time to be alive. And I was like fully prepared for it to be some Frankenstein mess of a song that a lot of these like C tier companies end up buying. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like some really bad kind of faux <laughs> SM song, you know, or something like that. Or right. faux YG song. But these girls fucking out YG'd the out YG'd YG, man. They were like, yeah. Winner's been doing Tropical House. Uh, Blackpink has been fucking up some shit. Like, let's. Yeah. Let's, Let's do Tropical, do Tropical House. House. And, uh, you know, maybe I'm wrong in this, but I, I really do think they're the first girl group to, to really do it. I mean, of course, Card is a mixed group, Winner. A bunch of other boy groups have tried. Some solo girls have tried, right? Yeah, but this is like the first girl group, girl group to do yeah, it. Yeah. At least in our memory, which is not great. It's not great. Um, but I think they, they did a really great job with this song for the most part. Like, I think the best part about Tropical House is that there's this melodic through line. There's the backing track in itself is catchy enough. And then you layer the vocals on top and it gets even better, you know? Yeah. And I thought Cairo, Swish, Hyobin, and Legacy, you guys did a pretty good job on this. Yeah. And Tropical House is kind of a genre where it really lends easily to sing talking. Like, you don't have to be a great singer necessarily to kind of do a, a really good Tropical House song. Yeah, like it doesn't hurt, but it's not necessarily needed. And there's actually like two verses, and the ver the first verse is really sing talky, um, mm. to the point where I wrote this. I think uh, this morning, Josh, that the mm. sing talking really reminded me of Mix. Um, if Mix did Tropical really House, <laughs> uh, yeah, they they did like their own version of sing talky, and it was it, it worked in pieces. Mix like we loved yeah. both their songs, right? Yeah, rest of pepperonis. We love, we man, those songs are good. Those songs are good. So listen to them to this day. Um, but the second verse actually is more singing, and I'm like, that was such a great 
change up you know like, like a contrast yeah because if they did sing talking the entire time it 100 would have uh, i would not have liked it as much um but they but they change it up so, uh, i really like that part the chorus is really fun um i really have no fucking idea why this was released in october october 27th <laughs> like this this was is a the summer, summer banger yeah this yeah. was the summer banger we all needed in the summer it 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 grooves. I think the the dancing is not the greatest, but they're they do a really good job of kind of grooving. There's a little too much butt shaking at random intervals, but uh, yeah, I thought the dance it was makes pretty you good. scratch your head. Makes yeah. you scratch your head sometimes. Um, now, but there's one problem, and it's a pretty big problem. The yeah. most common negative that we often state in uh, in K-pop songs, and it's the rap. Oh, the rap. Not only is the girl just not a good rapper, it goes on for fucking forever. It is it's just so, so long. So long. It's it should be cut in thirds. Actually it should be cut out completely, but Oh yeah. You know, K raps are a necessary evil sometimes. Like Yeah. But but you know, we say this all the time. You would think with only five members, you're not an eleven member group, right? Right. Yes, one out of five girls might be the rapper okay <laughs> but like cut that shit down cut that shit fucking down okay like it needs to it needs to be like dahyun's dab rap and like you like uh, yeah well, you i know. mean even if you combine hers with uh Chaeyun's, like that that amount of time that they're rapping is so sh- is pretty short like it's over before you're like you can say fuck you right yeah um this one is like there's ex- you can just yell all the expletives and it's still not done. It's, it's kind of like uh, it was playback featuring some shitty girl rapper. <laughs> Ouch. You know what I'm saying? Ouch. You know what I'm saying? Like she got so much shine in this song that you would think that she's she's like some solo artist. Yeah, like Hayes came out with her rapping, yeah, and you're so like, Hayes, bad. no, never rap again, Hayes. Stop. Yeah. Um, no, that's a disservice to Hayes because I think Hayes rapping is better than this one, but. Overall, though, I, I'm still, you know, I think it's kind of the drought of girl group songs that I've really enjoyed. Um, I really like that this song doesn't sound like other song. It's not crazy Frankenstein, despite the rap part. Uh, overall, I, I still really like this song, and and I'm I'm really happy to to download it. Yeah, and and they're hot, and they're hot, especially <laughs> one girl, especially Eugen. one girl, Eugen, especially Eugen. Oh man, Eugen is so attractive, um, and she's actually not so, even in the video that that often. She's yeah, not even shown that weird. often. It's crazy. It's just weird. Uh, so playback, like we said, was they had a debut two years ago, and then during this like huge downtime, uh, Eugen did this one million dance uh, kind of choreography to Jay Park's "Me Like Ya." And me and Steven are just in love with that choreography. We're just like, man, she is so hot. She's so hot. Yeah. And she dances decently well. It's not amazing, yeah. but pretty good. But it kept it kept playback on our mind. It kept um, that, at, I mean, playback in our mind. <laughs> you correct. Um, oh, but, but you know what else is in our mind, Josh? Sometimes what? when you when you see a pretty girl, right? You just can't, right. You just can't get her out of your mind, you know? You're right. Right. I don't. I, I was don't trying to transition into the title of the next song, but you missed it again. Okay. I, I, I'm just. I'm rusty, Steven. I was like, I know there's. I know there's a transition here. I'm trying to find it, but my brain's just not working. I didn't want to be too <laughs> on point. Maybe I should be more on yeah. point. You know, sometimes when you love someone, Josh, when they're in your mind, all the time, right? You can't forget them, yeah. and that's what our next band <laughs> or group has 
has the problem with uh, the next song. I'm not sure if I would still pick this song, but it is kind of this uh, song that I've been listening to lately. And it's by Day6. The song is called When You Love Someone. This song is, I think, not very Day 6-y, to be honest, because Day 6 is kind of this rock K-pop group. Um, the song is produced by Hong Ji-sang and uh, Lee Min-woo, uh, aka Collapse Done. Uh, Collapse Done uh, is a JYB, JYP producer. He also, uh, he was responsible, I should say. He was responsible he for Twice's. travesty. Yeah, he was responsible for Twice's Knock Knock. We may have accidentally called him Collapse Dome many times. <laughs> or Collapse Drone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because that sounds much more It just rolls off the tongue a little bit more. A lot, a lot better drone. than Collapse Done. Collapse Done. Yeah. Uh, but Day 6. Oh, no, uh, Josh. I think it's Collapsed 1. Yo, we're so stupid. Yeah, dude. We're idiots. <laughs> it's Collapsed 1. But that sounds even... Stupid. Yeah, the, the <laughs> ED is actually hard one. to say. Like the, the collapsed one, the collapsed, yeah, collapsed one. one. Yeah, that's ugh. That's just that's wor- I, I, ugh. That's worse. We solved. We solved the riddle. <laughs> we solved the mystery, but it's like. But when ugh. you took off the helmet, it was like, oh, you, terrible. Oh, oh god. <laughs> Scooby uh, Dome. This, <laughs> this is a sad pop ballad. The thing is, it it, it does make you feel sad because it is a, a ballad, but the. The reason why I like it is because there's a lot of catchiness to it or a lot of uh, kind of a, a little bit of different flavor than your normal kind of pop ballad. Uh, it might be because like Day 6, they're actually playing instruments. That kind of has uh, a part in it. And also, I think we've mentioned before that Day 6, they have a lot of different types of singers. Like they have a lot, maybe like three or four singers and their voices all sound pretty different. And they all sing in this song, and it, it it adds some sort of kind of contrast to like a a normal ballad song, you know. So it, yeah. it, it, sometimes it does get a little boring and stale, but I think they do enough stuff that I that makes me like it enough. So I mean, like I said, we pick these songs 
yesterday and I, I don't know if I would still have this song on, but I'm, I'm just going to stick with my guns. And I, what really kind of caught me on this song, like the real hook and the real like catchiness is when they sing the, the title uh, in the chorus. And there's this kind of like cadence to it that really just feels good when they sing it out. It's kind of like when I heard it, it, it was like a, a puzzle being put together in my mind. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I do actually agree with you. Like, I think it's just satisfying. There's a lot of syncopation kind of things that they do during the song that transforms it from generic Korean ballad or even not even like OST ballad, but like generic K-pop ballad into being something a little bit more. I'm not going to say it. It transcends it. Um, right. But there's a lot of little things that like, for example, when we hear. Uh, sorry to shit on you again, SM, but like when we hear SM <laughs> ballads, those are some of the most boring ass fucking generic motherfucking songs on the planet. Oh, geez, like, yeah. It's like a machine makes them, all right? Like, th- there's no personality in any of those ballads. Um, mm. And like, I can actually hear, I think, maybe the super junior version of this song, right? Maybe not the EXO version, because mm. I think EXO's got a bit more flavor, but I can hear the, the, maybe the older last generation version of this song, and it's, it's really boring. Um, but, Day six puts a puts a little bit of their flavor into it that mm-hmm. um, I'm I can stand listening to it. You know, you know right. what I mean. Um, right. And and I think a lot of that has to do with the way they sing certain notes, the fact that they're great singers, but also different sounding singers, which is right. also important. But you know, day six is kind of a weird entity. You know, like they started very rocky. And they've been doing these monthly releases, but I think the the last couple of releases they've done are all kind of like drama bait songs because they're also like doing a lot of acting in a lot of their music videos. It's like it's like JYP is training them to be actors rather than singers now. Like this song, and there's another Day Six song that we that was on our list prior to this, which was like they're just really going for like the Academy Award of of K-pop music videos. And I don't, yeah. I don't know. It, like they yeah. went from rocking to like just kind of being boring, you know, making these boring kind of pop ballad songs or or slow pop songs, and it's just like, uh-huh. eh, where are the riffs at? Where are the guitarists at, motherfuckers? Like you don't have to do it every time, but do it sometimes, you know. But speaking of sometimes, sometimes Archingus help us out by giving us iTunes reviews. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> and since our last episode, many moons ago, we got one more rating from 156 to 157. And this one came with a written review by Living in the Gray, who is a longtime listener. I recognize that name from way back. And he or she says, I can never, I can never remember. It's a he or she. Sorry. I'm sorry, right. Living in the Gray. Uh, but here she says, one of the longest running all English Korean entertainment podcasts, the hosts of Twic are K-pop veterans who, after living and teaching in Korea, review K-pop new and old while providing insight into what is successful in the primary market. They admit to minimal musical training and listen to full albums rarely, so a complete review of any and all artists should not be expected, but do expect honest reviews and often alternate alternative opinions. And I think that's just a great summation of what we do, yeah, and how actually. we do it, and our and our kind of uh, downfalls and, and positives. Uh, but living the great, uh, this is just part of the review. It's a very long review, but at the end, 
Living in the Gray says, they reviewed negatively to the song Power by EXO, labeling it a step back for the group compared to releases like Growl. However, as an EXO fan, I enjoyed Power because of its corny, fun energy that is reminiscent of earlier B-sides like Run and 365. While I disagreed with their negative review of the song, I appreciate their alternate opinions. If you're an extremely biased person, this might not be the show for you. You are right. (laughs) You are right. Although... EDM uh, rehab remix of power. Hey, awesome. made this podcast. Awesome. Made this podcast. Um, and I actually kind of think you you agreed with us with or agreed with me without agreeing with me, which is we I said it was a step back for the group, and then you said it reminds you of earlier B sides. So uh, I think that's a step back, man. I think that's a step back. You didn't even say earlier A side reviews. You said earlier B side reviews. So uh, I think we agreed without actually agreeing. So thank you so much living in the gray and if any of you guys else want to help us out maybe patreon is not your thing if you leave us a rating that really 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 helps and if you leave us a review that's even better it's a very it's a free way to uh to help us out or just tell a friend you know tell a friend do you have friends i don't know i don't have friends i don't have many (laughs) friends uh but you know who else uh just likes talking about friends or the next group that we're going to talk about. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? And see, but I got there, Josh, and you didn't yeah, fuck you it did. up for me. Okay. I, I, I tried to remain silent when I was confused. <laughs> it helps, though, because this is transitioned to my own pick rather than your right, pick. Right, 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 right. And this is my group that I've, again, never heard of prior to this day. Uh, they have a really bad name, but their name is G Urban. With their song, Just Friend. Pick up the phone, not a go. It's your animal, honey. She knew, not in there. Chip as a bone again, I got China. Uri copy the machine. And in your man, in a dark guy. Just friend. It might be just, just friends, friends, actually. I need to check the actual video. Maybe I mistyped it. I don't know about the English uh, title, but the the Korean title is pretty much kind of like acquaintances or someone I know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they meant just friends, but they, they spelt it just friend. But uh, anyways, G-Urban is made up of two dudes. I couldn't even find anything about them, so I don't know the names of the dudes. Maybe one's G, one's Urban. I don't know. But uh, they are R&B chingus, and I love ha- uh, like poppy R&B chingus, as we've as we've said in this episode already. And this is like a song, one of those songs that it's a sad song, but they sing it kind of happily. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
kind of almost comically. Yeah, almost comically. Um, and w- one of the dude's glasses are almost comically uh, on his face. I think both of them are quite comical. <laughs> I think we were cracking a lot of jokes <laughs> about what they look like. Hey, don't make we fun could- of uh, Chancellor's little brother, okay? Come on. <laughs> See, what's stupid is I made that joke and I'm laughing now when you're making it back at me. But he does look like Chance's He does look like Chance's like little brother. But yeah, that's a, it, that's a very good way to describe this song. Like Their, their voices are, are very similar um, in pitch, but they still kind of have this, what, this kind of uh, back and forth to them. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. rapport, you know, that makes it work between them. Like it's an so, actual duet at times, which is something yeah, we love. Like you, you could kind of tell that it's they're a group or like they're a duo rather than they're just two singers coming in and trying to make it work, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and the thing is, they both have really high voices and kind of in an era of Korean high voices, right? We got like Zion T's voices mm-hmm. pretty high, uh, but different, you know? Um, Crush's voice can get pretty high. He loves them. He loves falsetto too, but it's it's right. kind of different. Dean kind of goes a little high sometimes, right? Yeah. These are more like pop R and B high voices. You know what I mean? Right. They're not the same as this, but it, I just had this random thought that I was like, I miss R and B. Um, what are those two 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 big? Do you remember too, too big? Too big. Like yeah. R&B too big was one of my favorite things in this world. And they kind of switched to doing more just straight up ballads. Yeah. Um, and too big is like almost the opposite of G Urban if you think about it, right? They had kind of two kind of lower bellowing voices that they sang together well. Yeah. yeah. But they had great fucking voices. Um, oh, amazing. Amazing voices. Uh, but, you know, it, it's been a good long time, uh, I think, since... Uh, it, at least in my head, I've seen two dude, two Korean chingus, uh singing a good old R and B song. So I really appreciate that for this. Um, and yeah, I just think it overall, it, it's a really great song. And it's crazy that they both have high voices, but yet they're distinct, and you can tell they're apart. Yeah, it works. It works for them. Just friend, just friend. Yeah, just friend. With is did you confirm it's just just friend? Uh, I did confirm it. Uh, and speaking of two friends, Josh. Yeah, two friends. Talk about two guys. Uh, but their voices are totally different, and that's why we kind of like them. Uh, they are called Nick and Sammy, and their song is called Without You. Uh. <laughs> Without you, she won't let them bother. 
So this kind of part of the the episode, we're talking about songs that are uh, stereotypically sad, but kind of make you happy a little bit. And this is kind of one of those songs. It's uh, it's not a ballad or R and B song. It's a a hundred percent pop song, but it's this sad pop song, obviously because you can tell with the title. But they kind of sing it in a happier way. So you, you're not really sure how to feel. One of them sings, one of them raps, both of them sing together sometimes, but they are very, very different. And I think that's what I like uh, about Nick and Sammy. We talked about them before, I think, on our the, the podcast episode we did in Japan. Yeah. Their song was called Belong to, to Me. Yeah. And that song is much better than this song, I have to say. But this song, I still appreciate it for a lot of the elements that I appreciate their first song. To be to be truthful, the rapping isn't that good, uh, but it is a nice kind of difference from just singing in the song, and it it has a lot of catchier elements that really get me, like whistling or like ooh oohs and things like that, or like clapping. Those kind of uh, elements in pop songs really kind of catch me and hook me. So that's kind of like why I like the song, but I don't see this kind of staying in my playlist like super long time. But it is. It is kind of different than what's kind of out there right now. Yeah, um, I don't like this song that much. Yeah, but "Belong to Me" is a great song. <laughs> yeah. We didn't talk about it enough last episode. Yeah. But yeah, like the I think we actually complimented his rapping in the last episode. But I think yeah, this, this one not's good. This not one's so not so good. Yeah, so not so good. This one. But but I do agree. It has a, a few catchy elements that at least makes it a little bit noteworthy. And, and you know it's kind of cool to see you know two chingus. We talk about two R and B chingus, right? These these are like two. I don't know what they are. Pop. I don't know, but like one plays a guitar, one plays a keyboard. Yeah, they're like kind of electro pop almost. Yeah, but what I do want to mention is that I've been listening to that "Belong to Me" song more, right? Because it is such a great song, and the lyrics are fucking weird, dude. Like they're like, creepy, hit, man. Hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me. Like the whole, entire chorus, like the song is called "Belong to Me," right? The entire yeah. chorus is "I know you belong, girl. I know you belong to me." Huh? It's just—it's so Korean. It's so like possessive. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think the whole song is just like. Maybe she she's saying no, right? But he knows it's she a little belongs rapey. to him. Yeah, it's just a, it's a little, little, a little Korean, Ugh. you know what I mean? Um, a little, little rapé. Yeah, a little yeah. rapé. Rapé. Yeah. But like, it's like, you ain't got no feelings for me, but I know that you feel in it too. Like, but that doesn't, what is that? What? what? <laughs> That's rape, Nick and yeah. Sammy. Yeah, it's just... Tell me that you'll come with me. I will love you endlessly. Tell me that you want to be free because I know you belong to me. Like, oh, but the oh, song geez. though, but the song, <laughs> the song is good. <laughs> Lyrics, that's the one. The song is good. <laughs> um, but but I think some of that is is in the English in the English. I I don't think it was this bad when I was I looked I had looked up the lyrics and these are the English versions. Um, mm. So maybe stick to the Korean version and uh, the chorus is definitely the same. But the rest of it is in Korean, and you won't know. You won't know how rapé it is. <laughs> rapé. <laughs> um, but not speaking of rapé. All right, these guys have nothing to do with <laughs> nothing to do with that. Uh, let's move on to my next song, and this is uh, maybe similarly to my EXO pick. Not a group you would normally associate with me, anyways. I don't even know if we've ever talked about this group on our podcast. It's by. A boy group called Astro, 
with their new song, Crazy Sexy Cool. Crazy bubblegum to this, which is not, it's not like they went, what is, hard. what is, yeah, what is this? It's, a, I don't know what we would call this, but it's not, it's to like Astro. Funky. Like, they, yeah, it's not Astro. They didn't go like BT at the Rice, they didn't go Mostax, they didn't go hip hop, right? They went like funky, and like that's kind of cool, like it's kind which, which of is interesting, smart. yeah, which is smart because there's not really a market, I think, right now, there's not really a, a, a group that's leading kind of the funky charge, yeah. You know? Yeah, like it's actually kind of cool. Like they went so funky, and like the the one of the singers has actually a great falsetto. Right, speaking of falsetto, like uh-huh. it actually really adds the funk into this song too. Right, like the the backing track, some dude is slap in the motherfucking bass. Like yeah, especially especially during the chorus, that's like the best part. Yeah, you know? it like really works together to be like kind of a a good song, not a yeah. not a great song, but yeah, coming from a group like Astro, coming from an incredibly oversaturated market of people just trying to repeat the same thing over and over again. Like, yeah, like well is, done. This is pretty, it's pretty crazy. It's not that sexy, but it's pretty cool. But very similarly to playback, there's, I don't think it ruins it as much as no, the playback song, but there's still a little bit too much rapping. So Astro has like six members, right? And there's two rappers in six members. And that ratio was not correct. Uh, <laughs> not the right one. Too, too, too many rappers. The ratios that I'm willing to accept is one rapper for a five-man group. Yep. Or consequently, two rappers in a ten-man group. Or even I would go as far to say one rapper in a four-man group or two rappers in an eight-man group. But two rappers in a six-member group? Mm-mm. No, sorry, I'm not down with that. Uh, you know, I'm not down with that too. But you know, the thing is, though, if you have two out of six rappers, it doesn't matter as long as as long as the percentage of the song of rapping is still this small. You know okay. what I mean? I'm with Just you. give them I'm less rapping to do. You know what I mean? Um, but 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 that's a hard ratio. You know, that's a hard ratio for right. people to follow. So this is a little bit too much. And also, this song, um, it, it kind of gets so soy, like just mediocre when. The chorus is not around, and you're kind of missing that slap of the bass part, at least for me. But overall, the chorus I think is very good, which is supposed to be you know the best part of the song, anyways. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I enjoy the falsetto. Um, but 
you know, rapping, you know what? I, I'm pretty sure too much rapping is Cardinal Sin, K-pop Cardinal Sin number one, at least for us, right? Right. Uh, I, we never get the ordering right, but yeah, it's we have, we, have, we should write a book. There's a lot of K-pop Cardinal Sins. There are. Like floppy hats, you know. There's a lot that I can't think There's of. So many that we can't th- you can't think of. Yeah, right? but, yeah, yeah, but they committed a K-pop Cardinal Sin. They had like a minute, a minute and a half of just intro, just bullshit before the song actually starts in the music video and that is that is a no-no that's a no-no that's an absolute fucking no-no now like maybe right we've said this before maybe if you're big bang and you're already famous as fuck you can get away with a minute of of preamble you know what i mean a minute of just nothing you know because people might want to see that who knows right yeah but when you're a, a nugu or not even a nugu but when you're a no-name or a not famous I don't know how famous Astro is. I'm pretty sure not very famous. Not super famous. I I, I think they're still quite nubuy. Yeah, like D tier. You know, even B tier groups. I don't want to see it. Okay, stop it. Stop. Stop it. Because you know, stop. we're not saying that to be mean. It's like the music video is designed to be the first thing people see. Probably the only thing people see. Um, that aren't already Astro fans, of course, right? Like right. these, this is the thing that most people are going to see to make you want their product and their people. If you put in a minute and a half of just nonsense before you get to the song, it's just what are you doing? What do you? That, cinematics that's just bad advertising. No, nobody says, "Oh man, I'm going to watch the new Astro music video for the cinematics." Like, no, get out of here. Fuck like, off. Even twice, which I fucking love. Like I don't, and they're beautiful. I don't, beautiful. Want, to I don't want to see a minute and a half of them. Like get to the song. Like that's why I click music video, right? If I wanted to see a minute and a half of jank, I, I, I could Google something else. Yeah, like we can see all this face shots and stuff while music is playing. Like yeah, get to it. The the K-pop acting too. Like this is like yeah. terrible. It's not even day six level acting. It's like even way worse than that. Way worse than that. Ugh. But to round out uh, the last song that we're going to talk about in our main section uh, is by 10 Centimeters uh, featuring, or X, I should say, Chen. The song is called Bye Babe. <laughs> This close to, to doing a transition, but I know I just didn't want it 
I was gonna I was gonna drop it, so I just but I want, can I say use it? the good all. I still yeah, wanna sure. say it though. I was gonna yeah, say you know just what it. you know how we don't like rapping? Well the next group has no rapping in it. <laughs> really? That's the transition. <laughs> what? See, the, here's the, the thing with, with with you and transition is that a transition is important. Okay, it doesn't okay. have to be brilliant. It just needs okay. to happen. But you just don't even do one, and it's just really boring. It's just boring. <laughs> dude. It's like, and the next song is. It's like, okay. no, dude. Okay, 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 okay. Let me let me let me try to to link Astro Crazy Sexy Cool to. Uh, uh. I think it's just because you suck at it, and then you think mine suck, but you don't realize how hard it is, Josh. No, I know how hard it is. Mm. That's because, that's how I know I suck at it. Mm. Thing. But yours still aren't very good. <laughs> uh, I think it was brilliant, you know? It was brilliant. Anyways, back to the song, Jeff. Anyways, um, yeah, so this is 10 Centimeters and Chen from EXO. This, in all in all aspects, is a really just an upgraded 10 Centimeters song. It says X-Chen, but I think Chen really just lends his voice rather than his kind of style. Uh, Chen has been doing some solo work, and... For for the most part, it is kind of like more funkier and like, you know, and you don't really see much of that in this. This is a very, very much a 10 centimeter kind of poppy acoustic song. But it, the reason why I'd say it's upgraded, uh, because just besides the regular acoustic guitar and like some some percussion instrument, it's got like, you know, it's got the guitar and a full drums and it's got a keyboard and also two voices rather than just the 10 centimeter kind of uh, front man voice. And their voices are actually pretty good together. And it's a really good breakup because the 10 centimeter front man's voice is kind of nasally and kind of has that kind of charm to it. And Chen's is just clean, you know? Yeah, I think the way you like started out worded it, you like really dismissed Chen's part. But like, I, I actually think without Chen's part, like the thing with 10 centimeters is. The dude's voice is great, but it gets grating. You get too much. Yeah. yeah. It's too much. And Chen's voice is really good, actually. It's like clean. surprisingly good. It's um, clean, yeah. And so I think the upgrade is is really the Chen is bringing the upgrade rather than yeah. the I don't even think the backing stuff is that upgraded. I really think it's mm. it's Chen that Chen that is the really But but I do agree though that it really sounds like Ten Centimeters wrote the song for himself themselves. Yeah. And then Chen just came in and sang half of it. But I would go even as far to say, like, Chen could sing this song, like, by himself, I think. His voice really kind of matches it as well. And I really, really like this kind of catchy, like, bye, 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 babe kind of alliteration. It Like, what I was talking about with, like, Twice Likey, it's kind of that kind of memeing almost, or full memeing almost kind of a a catchiness and I, I i really fall susceptible to that right it's 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 like a point a point you can latch onto in a song which a 10 centimeter song sometimes actually just doesn't even have right 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 and there are parts where their voices where they're actually singing together and it sounds really good actually yeah it's surprisingly well like we've heard some other station songs of like Susie and some dude from exo which i can't remember but it's like they Beck-Yen. just they yeah beckyan and it's just like they sound like they sang in separate audio rooms, and this was the first time they met and sang together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this sounds like they like practiced together, and like, like it really sounds like Chen is 
just part of the group. Part of the group. Like they yeah. learn to sing this together. Like he's aping or not aping. What's the word? He's doing a 10 centimeter dude impression. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet it, 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 it works. It works really well, actually. Um, yeah. I, I think this is probably the best. Cause uh, SM has done a couple of these like live quote unquote uh, duet things. Right. Right. Like the uh, aforementioned uh, a Susie one. Um, and I think this one is 100% the best one. Probably not the most famous one because it doesn't yeah. have the word Susie and it. it doesn't have the word. <laughs> right. in it. But right. uh, I think it's a, it's a really, this is the thing that we want to see for station, right? Yeah. Oh, forgot to mention, this is the, this is the station song that we were going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Like a very unexpected pairing. Yeah. Um, at, at least internationally, like 10 centimeters is pretty popular in Korea, but, um, internationally, I think 10 centimeters, um, not too it's many still flying under the radar. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you listen to our podcast guys. Yeah. Uh, we talk about them fairly often actually when I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, I it's also kind of low on this list and I'm not sure if I even would have picked them because it still does sound like a 10 centimeter song and and yeah. they do sound very same samey after a while and you, and you get kind of uh kind of sick of them yeah i mean like i said i would probably switch out that last song like every other day yeah because yeah. i switched it out yesterday and you know some of these songs i might even switch out today if i would but i mean our taste change and what we want changes um again starting from this episode you go to patreon if you're a patreon a donator you can see some of the songs that we would have switched in right right Josh? but uh yeah now uh it's a very long podcast but we're gonna get to our favorite section of 2017 big names some games yeah <laughs> some games kind of big names <laughs> uh but we're gonna so, some names some games <laughs> these this is some name okay we're gonna start with the smallest group the newest group um a group that i didn't even know existed until... Neither did I. I saw this on EssentialKpop.com. Um, it's by JYP's new group, new boy group. Uh, I don't even know if this is their final name. I fucking hope not. But the group's name is Stray Kids with their song, Hellevator. <laughs>
and I and I hope that's not the final version of the song. Elevator. Wow. Elevator. Terrible. 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 Who who's who are Stray Kids, Steven? So Stray Kids, I think right now, currently, maybe. Uh, uh you know how JYP ran the show 16, which ended up forming twice. I think he's doing a very similar thing called Stray Kids to find the next male group that they're gonna debut. And so I'm hoping this is not their final name, but you know what? All names are stupid. We'll get used to it as long as they're good, right? But this song, this song is like just an amazing song. It's an amazing song that this ever was okayed by anybody, ever. <laughs> um, it's amazing to me that somebody, like somebody came up with a song, somebody spent time making like a generic recording and then sent it to JYP International Database of Producers, or whatever the fuck, the, the round table of JYP, and it got majority signing of like, Let's do this. Let's do this. Like it's 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 absolutely disgusting to me. (laughs) Like I don't I can't even put it into words how weird this song is because rap, of course, hip hop has been getting bigger and bigger and bigger for a very long time, right? And uh, JYP actually missed out on that, right? Like Got Seven debuted early enough before um, this kind of hip hop style was becoming more popular. But but even but even Got Seven, their debut song was kind of hip-hop ish i mean not like bts monster x like not 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 even right, close right. to any of that style like right it, it and especially that even after that you know they went in a very different super direction, sac- right? yeah super poppy like the, if i recall like the first song was very 2 p.m right it was very 2 p.m style it wasn't very hip-hop girls, girls, style. Girls? was that their first one i think so well then, I really don't understand that hit, you saying that they're kind of hip hop because that's not true <laughs> at all, dude. That's not true at all. But anyway, so so all in all, they kind of missed out on this this current trend, right? So I right. was like, okay, well, if they're forming a new group, yes, you want to transcend the trend, right? You want to be the trend, right? The front runner. You want to be the front runner, right? And so they went with this fucking angsty teenage rap concept thing, like. What is this, dude? I don't. I think I think maybe JYP heard like, you know, little Uzi Vert or that new Logic song, and he's like, "Yeah, we could do this too." <laughs> like, we can do this without any of the cleverness, without any of the word, like great wordplay. Well, maybe you know, maybe I should listen to it in English or read the subtitles, but I guess I um, and it, it's just like this this angst thing is actually like not a korean thing you know what i mean and they already fucked up got seven for many years in the korean market right we've said this many times Mm -hmm. on our podcast that got seven are okay now but for many years no one gave a fucking flying shit about them in korea right they were very unpopular which is insane from a from a top three company right it's like sometimes when we see um what's that girl group that does kind of uh, the Rocky sound Dreamcatcher? It's uh, like it's like why are you making a Korean group do this sound that Koreans don't like? You know what I mean? And for me, it's kind of the same thing here. It's like why are you doing this angsty rap sound that Koreans don't like? You know what I mean? Like right? Why are you why are you doing things that you know they don't like? Now you might be wondering. Well, if you go to the music video, it's got fucking nine million views, which is insane. I will tell you that is a very very high number, right? But views don't equal popularity, 
at least not in Korea, right? Especially on YouTube, right? Mm. I personally can't believe this number. I feel like this number is rigged. I can't believe there's not more downvotes because I just don't get it. Like the the music video is not particularly good. It's it's very generic. The dance is not very particularly amazing. It's just all rapping or all angst rapping. I just I just don't get it's, it. It's just it's just this package of just a bunch of things we just right. don't like. Okay. And <laughs> again, like why we're not the we're not the target demographic. So maybe it's just but, our but old crankiness. But who is the target demographic for this? Is what I'm saying. You know, like yeah, I, I honestly I have no idea. And, and it's like it's like someone was like, "Yo, my idol is fucking outsider," and they put like seven outsider wannabes into one group. It's like, no, outsider is good for one thing and one thing only, and that's super fast rapping. But he doesn't make amazing songs. You know, he just raps really fast. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want that in a boy group. He, he's good on his own, right? But you don't want outsider in a fucking boy group. Yeah, because even outsider is a he's, he's a niche of a niche for, in itself. Yeah, he's for for a lack of a better kind of catchphrase, he's an outsider. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and just to get on the views thing again, like nine million views on a pre debut TV show group. Like, like we were just talking about Seventeen's Clap, and they've been working hard for many many years, and Clap only has six point five million, right? As of yesterday. As yeah. of yesterday, and, and of course they're not they weren't released at the same time, but like. Day six, we talked about only has 2.7 million. Like, nine million for this, especially this quality of thing, is just. I honestly think that a lot of people, because it is different, right? They're just just looking at it out of curiosity. Well, I I think they're praising it for the differences rather than praising it because Because it's it's good. good. Uh. But again, that, that line is very murky because maybe they actually think it's good because. It's different, right? Like, right. Th- that's like, fine, th- I guess. But they might. I mean, but still, just to like something because it's different is not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> whatever. Know. Like, I mean, this music video came out only like not even two weeks ago, dude. Like, it. Yeah. it maybe the the video the um maybe the show is much bigger than we think, um. But it's just. Just hype. This man. is just not it's what hype. I want. You know, this it's is just not what I want. Like it, again, right. it's like we talk about how like we don't have friends that listen to K-pop, and we are very happy with how some K-pop groups have expanded to be more international appeal, right? To be less cringy, to be less weird. You know, something you can show your friends with pride. Yeah, and we've said there are certain Seventeen videos that we believe that, and BTS videos believe that, EXO videos that we believe that. You know, but. This is like not that, guys. Yeah, this is, is like oh, was, people are gonna see this and be like, oh, this is what K-pop is. Like, no, 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 don't get me wrong. This is not what K-pop. Like, you have to explain yourself. You know? Yeah, and and it's crazy to me how JYP, you know, and I'm saying that as a company, not necessarily the man, but uh-huh. JYP as a company, they're so good at girl groups, <laughs> or yeah, maybe really not, are. maybe not in the long term, right? Rest in pieces, Miss A. But like, they're they're so good with twice, but they're just so clueless. I think when it comes to guy groups, you know. But mm-hmm. but I get uh, guy groups are a very hard nut, hard nut to crack. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, speaking of JYP boy groups, right? Yeah. Like the next big name, no games we're going to talk about is Got Seven. Uh, they released a song called "You Are." <laughs> Uh, 
찢을 때 찢어있을 때쯤에 난 눈은 감고 널 상상해 가슴이 뛰는 게 그게느껴지고있어베이아왜바늘상이비어버리는김잘못도채워지지않는마음이급비게는베이크티보랜와이더지금맥이붕라이비포더소노가 It's a beautiful sky Making you hallelujah Like you Girl, it's not a cloud No, they move in love 세상이 다르게 느껴져 Yeah, 비가 오고 있어 내 하루는 다른 사람들을 못 보지 내 하루는 And this song is an, an, I, I another problem with jyp just not knowing how to do boy groups like this song is just just so blech, just so blah bland like the other day when we were making this list i had got seven playing in the background and it was i was talking to steve and it literally was just like noise i was like what is that noise in the background oh it's the got seven music video playing like it was just so so ho-hum that it just did not you know command any of my attention and even in the background it just sounded like noise you know yeah like maybe this episode you're like i just don't understand what you're talking about when you say some backing tracks have their own melody listen to this song and listen to the backing track of this song because it is just nothing it's not literally nothing and i just it just this it's not a bad song right it's not elevator yeah. okay elevator is bad let's get that yeah. straight but it just continues the same problem that just like god seven just has no personality like on musically they have no musical like jackson's a great personality outside of music but i'm sorry he's a fucking terrible rapper right like i'm not saying i can do better but he is not a good rapper and i don't even think the other members are particularly great rappers um or singers or dancers or like and if they are, we haven't seen anything that really proves otherwise. Yeah, we say it all the time. It's like someone's going to link a video of like some like some practice video or some this, and I'm just like, but I don't see that on the page, right? Maybe yeah, you, how can you, you go through the margins? That to yeah, right. uh, go to the fucking index or glossary. Maybe you'll see something, but like on the fucking page, I don't, I don't see shit. If you have to be a super fan to know that they have talent, then do they? Like, right you know and i, and I want to kind of coin uh, maybe this is not a new term but it's going to be a new term for me which is like a lot of these boy groups now are doing this like mood bait type of songs like uh bts actually does this quite a lot um and i think this yeah. is why a lot of boy groups have been doing this which is like this moody like boy group stare off into the you know it's mm-hmm. like not a pop Angsty. song like kind of angsty almost angsty but not again not elevator angsty right not aggressively angsty but kind of like passive aggressively angsty yeah kind of like the simple plan version of angsty you know where it's like it's just their it's it's mood bait it's just it's not fun it's not interesting it's just kind of 
they get they're getting their angst out not by rapping really fast but by dancing a little bit you know what i mean mm. and this is just a, a a great example i think of just a generic k-pop mood bait song right and you know i i i wish you know they would develop a personality or something but right. god 7's always had this problem even when we like their songs like we have like maybe a new listener we have really liked some god 7 songs right like two or three god 7 songs yeah we, we decently like that least you know you said girls 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 it, it, that is their first song by the way but like a is yeah. an, a, a great we song love a. just right is a great yeah, song just wrong is a great song um it? those are the only two but those are great songs. <laughs> but you know what speaking of a group that uh, we just no, sorry. We just talked about a group with no personality. Let's talk about a group with, <laughs> with way too, too much, much personality. personality. Yeah. Um, and this is by a group called Block B with their new song "Shall We Dance." introduction of block b was not the beginning my introduction of block b very it's like blazed into my mind is uh nilly nilly mambo right i think it, that was their debut song wasn't it i think i think they had a bunch of songs before that uh but the the thing i remember is like the outfit and the crazy hair that that zico ugh, had at the time ugh, yes um it's it, a very dirty like braid like Cornrow, if I remember. Correctly. Yeah. Um, Nilly Nilly Mama, by the way, is their sixth single. Jeez Louise. <laughs> they had Freeze, Wannabe, Tell Them, Nalia, Lanina. Don't know any of these Nalina, and I'll Close My Eyes. Um, oh, jeez. But yeah. But like, of course, I mean, they got really popular a little bit later with Very Good and Jack Parton Her and blah, 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 blah. But like this song, this song is, is so interesting actually because the actual song i'm kind of down for i'm actually yeah kinda, i'm actually kind of down with I'm the down actual with song it. yeah but paired with the music video and the concept and the and the stuff they're doing in the music video is just such a downer it's just such a like a fuck what are y'all what are you thinking are yeah and it's just like so it's cultural appropriation i'm sure but which culture are they appropriating you know like 
is it black people culture like you know is it african culture is it african-american culture is it even eastern european like slavic culture like what are they doing like i don't know what's going on here uh, it, it's it's insane to me and, and you know i know there's the same cons uh the same people that are like well you know everybody culture appropriates everything like where do you draw the line and i'm like well we draw the line fucking here because korean people don't dress like this they don't do any of this you know what i mean this is all, all right. stuff that they saw in a video or somebody else. I'm not blaming Zico. I don't think Zico himself was like, let's do this. Although he might have because he's fucking Zico, right? But like this is something that they saw somebody else do and they were like, wouldn't it be cool if we, we did, did this too? too? And that's cultural appropriation. That's past that line, Okay. Sometimes we can be like, it just happens a little bit, or it happens for half the video, but this is the whole entire motherfucking video. And they go hard, dude. They go hard on it. Like, some of the outfits that these dudes are wearing are just... But they, like, also K-popified it. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't mm. just... You know, it's not just them, you know, in a lowrider that's like going up and down and, and you know, like winners like, hey, black people, I'm friends with y'all. You know what I mean? This is like they went so deep. They they K-popified it. Right. And it's, it's just, just so outlandish. It's just so outlandish that like 100 percent if, you know, maybe it's because I live in Texas, but I just can't imagine any Asian person unless that Asian wearing. person grew up in that culture and everybody knows him, okay? But, like, yeah, any Asian person walking around dressed like this would just get fucking bullied. I don't want to say beat down. I was just going to say they get yeah. fucking bullied, all right? And there's all sorts of degrees to that. Sometimes it's not even cultural appropriation. Like, we say that about G-Dragon sometimes. We're like, right. he's just wearing weird shit, right? He's just a weird he's guy. He's a weird dude. He's lucky he's a world-class uh, uh, musical artist, right? Because he wouldn't get away with any of that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like is is this does this cross the line in appropriation because it's it's just so strange, you know? Like it, it definitely does. It definitely it definitely does. But the thing is though, again, the song's not that bad. Yeah, I mean like sort of the the whole K pop landscape. Like, is this is this the new kind of thing, you know? Like we're we're done with just appropriating one culture, like we're just gonna we're just gonna we're just gonna it all in mix there. them all together where you can't really differentiate one from another, you know? You know what? Maybe let's just instead of crossing one line, let's cross all the lines and make our own like thing. area, you know? Like that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like yeah, because say say they put in like some other stuff like from another kind of like like more stereotypes from a, a wholly different kind of culture. Like would we be like hey? <laughs> this is a cultural appropriation. Like, would we even be able to recognize it? Like, if there were so many elements, you know? I think we would. Like, 100%, dude. Because there's certain parts of this video where someone could be like, oh, it's just post-apocalyptic. And I'll be like, oh, sure, I could buy that. Like, you know? I see, I'm not, I don't know. I, I think every single frame of this with a person in it is like... <laughs> What do they do? Okay, some of them, some of the backup dancers just look like normal, like breakdance attire or like normal mm. 90s attire, right? But when you add in the hair, it's especially the hair. And the reason hair is the most 
uh, is the biggest offender is because Asian hair just only does a certain few things, you know? Right. Uh, and, it's straight. And it's when really you, straight. Yes. <laughs> and when you don a very different look with your hair, like outfits are one thing, but hair is another. Do, do you know what I mean? Right. I don't know if that makes sense, but like that's like a commitment to a totally different thing is when the hair happens, you know? Mm. You know, if I hang out with a certain type of people or a certain group of people, maybe I'll start talking like them, maybe I'll start dressing like right. them, but right. once you change your hair, that's that's a uh, that's not that's not you no more, you know what I mean? That's right. not you no. Right. But anyways, there's this it's a fine line. There's a lot of arguments people can make. Right. Don't want to harp on it too much. All all that being said is like this will never change though because I'm looking at their one of their videos, the Seven Seasons one on the Seven Seasons channel. Four uh, two hundred eighty nine downvotes. That's fucking nothing. Like yeah, people don't. That's fucking, a drop. People don't care. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame people don't care because they'll never change. You know, like when it's so blatantly like when it's on SNL and they're wearing blackface, it's like very cut and dry. People are like, oh, you know, right? It's shocking. Yeah, but when it's this, like, honestly, to me, this is like just like like a one or two steps removed from just fucking blackface like they're like hey it's fine they're just yeah now it's clothes it's you just, know? yeah this is just how uh, they are it's like none of these it's dudes just dress it's, like it's this, just guys. hair it's yeah. just yeah i wrote some of the comments are like it's just hair like you, you think just because you cut a hair a certain way that's cultural appropriation it's like yeah kind of <laughs> yeah kind of but anyways let's move on to the very last song josh all right <clears throat> so to round up we're going to talk about uh, EXID. They released a song called DDD. Uh, EXID, once again, um, they are back. <laughs> uh, back to being the sexies, the sexy boys. They try or sexy some girls. different. Yeah. Right. They try something different. Did it work? So let's go back to what works. The sexy, right? Yeah. Although it it, I, it hasn't been working actually for, for quite, a, quite a couple of years. Um, 
they kind of have been charting. They still chart very well, right? But I'm looking at the thing, and it's like up and down is one, then next is two, then four, then seven, then nine. DDD hasn't been updated yet, but I can guarantee you it, it's it's probably less than nine. Yeah, just not doing great. Yeah. And, you know, XAD is one of those groups that, like, I, they never should have been as popular as they were, right? It's because of the fan cam and all the, all the things, and they leaned really hard into that thing, you know? And, and and like Block B, like this song is not bad. It, it's much better than Night Rather Than Day, although it's a very different song than that. Uh, it's yeah, much totally better different. than Lie, which is kind of in the same category, and it's much better than Hot Pink to me. Like I think mm-hmm. this is their best song in years. Um, but still looking at it, it's just kind of like, you know, it's like the damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's like they tried something new, but we didn't like it. But then they went back to the old thing, and it's like, well, I kind of don't like it, you know? The best part about this song is is the do 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 you know with the kind of funky ass backing yeah. track to it, and, and at least it has that. Yeah, uh, it's not the chorus, but it kind of has Choruses. the. EXID has this problem a lot, I think, sometimes, which yeah. is their chorus is the least interesting part of their song sometimes, and it usually sounds it usually sounds the same the chorus because they have someone singing the chorus and her voice. Like, let's be honest, is. The way she sings all the songs are pretty similar. Yeah, Solji. Yeah. And yeah, I did double check. Like, Solji is not in the video. I mean, she's sick and stuff, but she did uh, do the recording. Um, mm-hmm. So I think even though the other girl is mouthing all the parts or will probably sing all those parts in the performances, uh, I think on the, the studio version, Solji did actually sing. But, you know, Ellie's rapping style is hit or miss. I think... Some songs it's okay, and some songs it just comes out of nowhere. And I think in this song it's okay-ish. Um, f- her face is still melting, but mm. you know the, you can't unmelt that. You know that's not you can't unmelt not what's chemistry already works. melted. Yeah, that's yeah. not how physics works. You know you can't unmelt that. But you know, uh, I really don't know what else to say. I, I think for the most part it was okay-ish. There's a lot of right. like resolution changes and and stuff like that, and. I'll, to kind of make it seem like this video's edgier than than it than it actually is, I still right. kind of prefer the the digipedi like simple is sexier. You know what I mean? Like this one right. is like trying too hard, and I think a lot of their other releases we didn't like tried really hard. You know, up and down was sexy because it was just sexy. They didn't fucking try. Yeah, that hard, they didn't right? have to do didn't have to do everything to to make it sexy. Yeah, it's just. They were, they were looking sexy, and so they were sexy kind of a deal. They are sexy. They were wearing yeah, 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 sexy yeah. outfits. They didn't shove it down your throat, and this one is still right. kind of... A little, little bit shovey down, down your throaty. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know, unlike most big-name no-game sections, like, I will download the Block B song, and I will download the XID song. I think so, too. Probably not GOT7 and definitely not Stray Kids, but, you know, some game. Yeah, there's some game here. Yeah. There's some game here. Other than Stray Kids, I think there wasn't a single... Uh, even like halfway video that I was like, this is an awful piece of shit. That's not true. Sorry, Nada. Sorry, Nada. But I, I just mean in the uh, the known K-pop universe, you know, right, right, not right, like right. The, the random indies or or, or 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 stuff like that. But anyways, Josh, I think we did it. I think we're done. I think we're done. And I think starting from now, we're totally, probably, most likely, gonna have a normal schedule, right? Yeah. Total, totally, totally likely, probably. probably. <laughs> um, so we actually, um, Josh is actually not even recording on his 
on his good mic, right? Yeah, it hasn't actually come yet. Yeah, he, you're actually using a, a temporary mic, so the quality, we actually don't even know if the quality is super great yet. Um, this is the first time we've ever recorded separately where Josh has to do some stuff, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see how And this is the first time we're recording separately, but I think the way we came about it, we tried to do as much like we normally did as we could, right? Hmm. Um, so hopefully, guys, you liked it. Next week, we're gonna get you're gonna get an after show. It's been a good long while since you've gotten one. We're gonna talk about some of the news that we missed in the last like four months. Yeah, and then after that, we're gonna start getting back into the podcast only episodes, and probably not gonna do a K-pop roundtable until the end of the year. But it's almost the end of the year, Josh. Can you believe that? It's almost top ten. It's almost our favorite episode of was- of the year. <laughs> I was talking to some Slack chingas about that, and we're just uh, pessimistic. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting year this year. I think. I, I think this is going to be a year where, like, maybe all like nine out of our ten songs are different. Um, yeah, which it, it's it's going to be spicy. It's going to be it's going to be spicy. So uh, we'll yeah. see you guys next week again. We're happy. We're happy to be back, and we're hopefully you guys come back too. Yep. Tell all your friends that we're back, guys. Bye.